1: November 10th, 2023, I am at Joel Pearl, and it's time to get in the weeds. We have a very fun show, the best show, the greatest show you can ever get. We're going to just, we're just going to load off, Jeremy. We're going to, we're going to get rid of fires yeah, We're
2: fire often a bunch of loads here today, Joel. That's, that's what, what's in the headline. That's what's in my headline. We're offing loads. Everybody come <laughs> off your loads with us. That's
1: right. I thought you would enjoy that. I was in a mood, a good mood, last night after Impact, and I was setting up the stream. and I was just like, "Oh, I'm just gonna make like, often loads jokes and like, cashing in and cashing out." And it was just perfect. Sometimes, sometimes the internet and the wrestling world just works synonymously and I love it. It's Everybody. good.
2: and yeah, Joel, off your load. Andrew Zarian, the great Andrew Zarian's in the chat. Off your load, Joel. Everybody, just <laughs> off your loads this morning. It's Friday. It's a great day to offloads the weekend. Great times offloads. Oh,
1: get all your loads off in the weekend.
2: Drop your loads everywhere, everybody.
1: I'm here to drop loads. And while you're here, you can also drop a thumbs up on the video. And of course, subscribe to us here at Fightful Overbooked on YouTube.com slash Fightful Overbooked. I forgot to, to set up the local recording so that we get a better, cleaner signal for our audio wow. today. But oh, well, that'll happen. That's fine. Wow. Uh, uh, Andrew Zarian your your direct messages have a load for you to off so go and go and do that okay and uh you can donate a super chat if you want to off your financial loads on us any amount we'll get your question statement read in the air and of course it supports us here if I fall over if you want to donate I don't know uh, 8.4 million shares worth of money then uh we'll take that the shares yeah. are like 700 million ish
2: yeah we need to buy stock in TKO so we have some voting power Joel
1: Oh, could you imagine? And then we could do the 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 calls, the quarterly calls. And that thing was boring.
2: Uh, when was the call? Tuesday? Tuesday? Yeah, I already forgotten about it. So, like, I, I've been covering these calls for a very long time. This is the first TKO call. I thought that, oh, we're going to get some, maybe some fun little notes here because it's the first TKO call. And they're going to talk about the deal and talk about UFC. They're going to talk about WWE. Very paint by numbers stuff like the the all i got out of it was multiple suitors for raw which they've been saying for months and vince is open to more ads and stuff which nick Khan had previously said as well when nick Khan's calling the shots it's not Vince McMahon at this point um i what it seems like so that's all it was there was nothing there and i was like man ari and these guys they just got it down they've been they've been doing this for a while they understand what the deal is here, bless them. Like I miss the days of like cranky, barely audible vents being like, ah. So, I'll oh, just give AEW more of our talent, and uh, so that's what we got to do. blood and guts like our competitors. Like that was the good shit. Oh, sorry, uh, less than five, minutes three and ago. a
1: half minutes. Damn it! So nah, good. you
2: can't can't throw Vince stuff at me. That's that true. was that was the good stuff though. Barely audible vents being like, yeah, we'll just give AEW more talent. That ruled. That's what we need back. We need Barely Audible Vents back on these calls. He's not going to be doing anything. not going to be doing anything, it doesn't seem like.
1: Going back to the ads, by the way, like you said, that's not news. Like, it's nothing new. And also, they're kind of already doing that. They're not putting the ads directly on the ring mats, but, like, they're all over the electronic ring skirts. And, like, you look around those LED uh, boards around ringside, like, those are all just plastered with whatever the, you know, whatever the match sponsor is like cinnamon toast crunch. Watch your father beat your ass at WrestleMania.
2: Yeah. They're all over the, the led boards on the, on the ring side and everything. And then they got the one led board. That's not the apron as well. So they have it there. It's really just like mat space. And I'm talking in ring and look, they're going to end up putting that stuff on like mats outside of the ring ring post and everything, which I know the led actually kind of takes care part of that. Anywhere they can they're gonna they're gonna end up putting sponsorships on this stuff that's it UFC's done that like UFC legitimately these fighters used to have like uh, these big banners flags yeah yeah well it's flags now because that's all you can use but it used to be banners with like 10 different sponsors on them. But then the the UFC was like, no, like basically they just cut out individual sp- fighter sponsorship and that's why they can't do it anymore. But it's like, no, you can't do it. You can't cover up the logo sponsor there. We're going to have a sponsor here that you can't cover up. This sponsor might conflict with one of our sponsors. So you can't do that. So they just removed all of these fighter banners with all their, their sponsors. And again, they basically just cut out individual sponsorships for fighters. Um, and yeah, you can only put a flag up. Thumbs up. You can only do a flag right now. That's it. Like you can't put anything else.
1: <laughs> Louie asking if you could ba- buy ad space on a wrestler Pepsi logo on Jack Perry. <laughs> I mean, you, you can sponsor wrestlers on the Indies. So if you really wanted, you could, you could do something like that. Just not with Jack Perry. <laughs> you, you get the iron savages and you can, yeah. oh, you can sponsor dude. the savage sauce.
2: Oh, I don't know. I, I gotta get, I gotta get my man Bronson on the show. Dirty bulk Bronson, he
1: rules. He's, He's all best. over there. He's all over the internet. He'll go, he'll come and join us. Yeah, maybe.
2: I mean, I don't it, contract situation. You know, Jameson just jumped on at one time because he wasn't under any type of like deal. Uh, but you know, I don't know, I don't know what the contract sitch is there. I don't think I can I don't know him that well to just like cold DM him like I do some mm-hmm. people. I get um, it. Um yeah. I, I'm I'm gonna try. That oh, he rules. I just get so many just like head pop headlines out of there. No actual news, but you know, great headlines about eating ass and, and titty city titty city. Oh so good.
1: Hey so, so good. speaking of uh eating ass and popping headlines, uh look he who's here. Wait. how poorly we plan these things.
3: Did I, hear, did I hear Titty City? Yeah, Titty City. He shoved the man,
2: man's face. It was partner's of his It was fantastic.
3: Do you know what I figured out? Do you know what I figured out? In my hacking of your stream, I tend to just ruin Jeremy's internet every time I call in.
1: Yeah, it's actually impressive. An zone. I,
3: I actually yeah. do think it may be me.
1: Oh,
2: that's a good theory. That's a very good conspiracy
1: theory. It's funny because, like, yeah, Jeremy's internet was great all week, and then Andrew shows up, and it's just he's offloading Jeremy's internet bandwidth.
3: It's my, it's my diseased fi- FiOS.
1: My God, I thought it was Kate this entire time. Turns out it's Andrew's area.
3: <laughs> well, you know what though? Kate is from Jersey, and I, I would never, pa- you know, they're up to, no you so, they uh, up to no good over there.
1: Get it? So no good. So what, what what are you up to? I I haven't seen you. I you don't call. You don't you do text. You don't call. A busy
3: season. Oh. Wrestling takes a back seat and from September to Jan to like Royal Rumble for me.
1: Forget it. You want to come to Vegas with me in January?
3: For what are you going to, uh, for? What TNA? TNA. You know? No, thank you. <laughs> wow,
1: you were so close to being like, hmm, and then immediately you're like, nah.
3: I, I, you know, I. I i like vegas i don't love vegas i hear you and it's such a stressful trip every time i make it out there it's like total chaos and the last like four times i've gone to vegas there's been a calamity in my life so i just stopped going to vegas
1: i get it i'm just trying to find a cheap hotel room man and i got a couple locked you know i got a couple ready but i just got to pull the trigger
3: how cheap are you talking like 100 bucks Ugh, yuck I don't know. Well, this like, is like
1: the Orleans. Like it's nothing like it's nothing awful, awful. But yeah. Or Tahiti. That was the other one.
2: I don't feel like it's good to get like a hotel under $100 in Vegas. I feel like that, you know. I,
1: I did it for SummerSlam. I did it and I stayed at the Embassy Suites, which was like just where the sphere was going up. I, I would than, die. I would that's, die. I, I mean, don't because I don't spend a lot of time in my hotel room. I'm doing shit all day. I just need a bed that's clean. A fridge mm-hmm. is nice, but Vegas is well. the fridges depending where you stay. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm pretty simple. Listen, I've stayed in much worse. Montreal for elimination chamber. Who Tim and I stayed in a hell of a weird place. But uh, you just I'm go bougie.
3: I'm a little bougie.
1: Listen, you get me a deal, and I'll go bougie with you. You know where? I you know.
3: know what's a really good hotel? The Virgin in um in Vegas, and I, I think know. it was like a buck ninety seven, and it was a beautiful hotel
1: the prices are low on it right now. And I could go in that particular weekend. The TNA picked is like the perfect Vegas weekend because everything's passed. Like new year's Eve is done. This is like their lowest of the low period. So like, it's good time to look, but I got to also find a place that's close to the palms because they're, and that's just off strip and everything is like, you know, go on the strip or like a 50 minute walk from there. So I'm just trying to be as like courteous to the venue as I can. In well, terms of I, food.
3: over the weekend, I stayed at a, at a glorious Sheridan in Edison, New Jersey, when I was at the Exotica uh, event. That was let's my talk, weekend.
2: Okay. Let's talk about this Exotica event. Who cares about the rest of this nonsense? Fair. Like, give us some, give us some scoops from the Exotica. Um,
3: it, it's, it's something. <laughs> it's something. I, I saw a been... lot of I saw a lot of a lot of Joel fans, a lot of Jeremy fans, a lot of I it. Andrew Wait, Zarian no. fans were there. Don't they were coming that. up. They were talking to me about Fightful and Scoops Don't at a at a up. bizarre porno convention. No, uh, this all checks. Out.
1: This all makes sense. Uh,
3: it, we're I, big I in the porn community. <laughs> the, the people watching is 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 the attraction there. That's the main event. The people watching, not the people that are there, like exhibitors it's the um attendees yeah, yeah those can, are the I, ones
2: yeah i can envision that yeah. that would be uh,
3: an adventure to
1: watch how, yes.
2: how some of
3: these people are not from this I, planet they they came from another galaxy
1: i just want i want to post up there for like an hour just an hour and like just count the amount of an sweat- hour is not long <laughs> enough
3: i was there 10 yeah. hours a day
1: I know you were, but I'm saying like, I just want to, just to count the sweatpants so I can be like, in one hour, I saw 50,000 pairs of sweatpants walk by. Different people.
3: Um, I, I, a lot of people were very nice and normal. And then you had the X-Men that came from the sewers. Amazing. The Morlocks had risen. I want to go to this
2: and like... Actually, do like interviews and it's just get get It's actually, get a, it's, it's actually it. a lot of fun.
3: My wife went. I we you know we um I'm involved with them in a capacity, so every year you know I'll go by and I and I get a hotel. And you know what? I got to tell you, it was like a hundred and twenty dollar a night hotel. Great room. Okay. Okay. Fantastic. If you're ever if you're ever in need of a hotel in a very industrial area in New Jersey, I recommend the Sheridan in Edison.
2: If you're ever in New Jersey, re-question your life.
1: Yes, thank you.
3: Yeah, no, I uh I had a very long weekend yesterday. I went to the Rangers game. Did they win? Yes, they did, four to one. Yeah, they're Playing really well right now. They're playing great. Really well. Yeah.
1: Listen, and injuries.
3: Really well,
1: that that building has to make money because uh, the the sphere ain't.
3: Yeah, and they want to move that building for some nonsense fucaca reason. I don't understand. It's absurd to me that they want to move the garden.
1: But they just doesn't just like across the street again or some stuff. It's it's been moved three times before.
3: I think this is like the fourth one. But you're you're at Penn Station. You want to be eco friendly, right? You want to be environmentally conscious. You're at the hub for all travel. For the tri-state, Wait. why would you? Why would you want to move it? Hold on, you went to the Rangers yesterday. Yesterday, yes.
2: Okay, why didn't you go to Hollywood fights and hang out with Nick Khan,
3: Dana White, and Triple H? I I couldn't hear you. Why didn't you go to Hollywood
1: fights and hang out with Nick Khan, Triple H, and? Uh...
3: You know, I my I did I wasn't invited this time. Wow.
1: TKO comes to town, and you See, are that's no what happens. On the good yeah. list,
3: it's a TKO problem. You know, when it was WWE, I got all these invites, and now all of a sudden, I'm not good for those Endeavor boys.
1: But well, they also they saw that you're Pally pals with Mike Johnson now, and
3: they're like, we don't need that, so we're just gonna. And f- that's what it is. We'll I think that's what that. it is. Yeah, that's right. I yeah. get
1: it, man. I yeah. get. It. What's I, uh, uh,
3: somebody did come over to me and start accosting me about Dave Meltzer the other day randomly?
1: Wait, at the Exotica show?
3: No, no. That's that. That it would have been. It would have made more sense at Exotica. This was <laughs> randomly. I was at a restaurant. Some guy. I'm sitting at a bar. We're talking about wrestling, and he's like, "Oh, I know you." He's like, so you work for that Dave Meltzer? And I'm like, I don't know who that guy is. I don't know who you're talking about. And they're like, yeah, yeah, Wrestling Observer. I'm like, no, I don't know what you're talking about.
1: You gotta just put the hood up and keep walking, and don't even. I know you were sitting in this case, but you're just like, nope, and, not here. I
3: gotta tell you, like, I'm wired really weird. Like, uh, listen, I'm, 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 I think I'm a good person. I'm nice to everybody. But there are moments I'm like, I'm contemplating. I'm like, am I gonna have to fight this guy now? Like, is this, is it going to turn into that? Like, am I, you know, and sometimes I, I'm a little short fused and I'm like, I'm going to get into a fight with this lunatic screaming at me about Dave Meltzer and I'm going to have to defend his honor now.
1: It's the New Yorker in you.
3: It, it's, it comes out really fast. It's that unbelievable. Dave Meltzer. <laughs> that Dave <Melzer>. Meltzer. <laughs> Melzer. Meltzer.
1: It's David Belzer's
3: cousin. You know where it was? I'll tell you exactly where it was. It was, um. Uh, right in front of this bar on 38th and 7th, called the Westbury.
1: Have I been there uh, with you?
3: N- <laughs> big you big Meltzer
1: to? fans at
2: the. No, Westbury.
3: we went to. I think we went to Blackguards. I think we went to like a dive that's right next door. Actually, a, a
1: dive. Where we went wasn't exactly a dive, pal. Where did we go? I don't remember, but it was it was fairly nice. Uh, you, me, and Jim.
3: You, me, and Jim.
1: Yeah, you remember Jim. Jim,
3: Jim, who? Oh, oh, yes, 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 yes. Riveting. Very confused for a second. Uh, <laughs> no, I think we went to uh, Stout.
1: Oh, okay, sure. I'll, I'll yeah. look it up later and, and remind myself. I haven't been to New York in a little while now, so I should probably get back eventually.
3: Yeah, I. It's it's a lot of fun. That Jim.
1: Both that Jim and yeah, that Jim. That Jim. It all works. Not Jim Jordan though. Jim Johnson. Jim Johnson. It is that's the guy. He's the yeah, guy. Mike you want Johnson's brother. Yeah. <laughs> you think he ever gets that? Oh, I feel whatever. It's not even a thing. Did anyone else, by the way, get really confused when Mike Johnson was in, was was the speaker of the house, and all of a sudden, wrestling fans were just like, "Wait, well, who?" PWI. I, I,
3: I have a friend, uh, and his and his last name is Nunez. And when and everybody would tweet at him because his name is like Nunez, just like n-u-n-e-s and they thought it was a politician and he would get all these like hate messages on twitter constantly and he was just like he worked at a radio station or a tv station
1: that's how it goes though
2: that's
3: nunez sending you a
2: message right now it is i hear what you're saying
3: i I can't wait till there's another zarian out there that's heinous and i start getting that but or they start getting it and they think it's me
2: The best is the John Jones, the 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 white like gamer who gets yes, all the John yeah, Jones yeah, hate from the I'm UFC not, fighter. It's the best. That dude rules too. Fantastic.
1: He he learned how to swerve into that very early. Oh, he season. did. Good, yeah. good on him. He's great. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. He's been uh,
2: dealing with that shit for like a, over a decade now. Easily,
1: too. yes, easily over a decade. Oh my god, Zarian, uh, yes, you, got any, you got any scoops for us before you
3: go? Um, on do I have any scoops for you guys? Uh, let's see. Uh, what did I post the other day that, that triggered like half a Twitter?
1: You ended up texting me about the world's end collision thing. Yeah. And
3: I go, I go these fucking people. Oh, can I curse? I'm sorry.
1: No, it was 17 yeah. and a half minutes in your go.
3: Right. Yeah, I was cursing three minutes. Okay. In. Sorry. <laughs> I, I tried not to. Uh, I was All like, right. these fucking people are deranged. I'm like, why are you so upset? Well, what happened was it turned into, um, like, I posted that and everybody's like, oh, that's it. The show's canceled. And I was like, no, WBD is pretty committed to it. And then somebody, I think, you know what it was? Um, I forgot the account. Somebody had posted that uh, WBD is interested in WWE. Right. And I was like, I don't think that's happening. You know, like, I, I made, like, a comment. And I go, nonsense, or something. And maybe, maybe it wasn't that. I forgot what it was. But it triggered all these people to, like, how do you know? You're just making it up. I'm like, I, I don't – you think I want to argue with people? You think I want to sit there and make stuff up and argue with people on the internet for nothing?
2: Maybe. Maybe you got nothing better to do. And maybe I got married. nothing
3: better to do. And I'm like, right. all I did was post that it's not airing the week of World's End. That's it. I think people just love
1: to – just compact everything into one into one news item they see the ratings for collision were down this week so they think that it's doom and gloom and then you report that a, a, a collision in a month and a half is not happening because of a scheduling conflict and people just assume that no no a point point a to point b is actually going to go point z instead
3: yeah oh you know what it was it was a um it was a post saying that they're hearing that WBDS is in talks to bring Raw to TNT or TBS. Right. That story. Oh, that one. And listen, I I, I will say I would be, there would have to be such a, a, a devastating moment in the relationship of WBD and AEW for that to happen. For many reasons. Joel knows, I've spoken to Joel about this. I think I've spoken to Jeremy about this. I don't know. It would have to be devastated. Maybe, maybe I did. I think I did. I think <laughs> they'd, have told to,
1: you. they'd have to hire Ric Flair to a multi... Wait a minute.
3: Yeah. Yeah. They have to. It <laughs> would have to happen. No, I mean, listen. And also, who cares, right? Like, if you... Like, I cover this for fun. We talk about this all the time. We cover this because it's fun and we enjoy it. But if you're the viewer, if you're the fan, why does it matter?
1: Well, they're not fans. That's the thing.
3: Not. No, it's hate watching. And that that's a whole separate subgenre. There are people that despise something and they will constantly talk about it and talk about how they despise it. I don't I can't even rationally justify that thought process.
1: We, we talked about this on Wednesday when there was rumors about when NXT is going to run their Stand and Deliver show. And then it turned out they're not even going to run it on the Thursday that was being rumored. It's going to be Saturday. But the point was, we were talking about WrestleMania week and how people kind of burn themselves out just to go see every single show that they can. And then as a result, like we get into these situations where people are like, I got to watch MLW. I got to watch NWA. I got to watch Raw. I got to watch SmackDown. I got to watch Dynamite. I got to watch Collision. And they just burn themselves out on wrestling instead of picking and choosing and being okay with it. And this is kind of yeah, it's the catalyst of that. Is just pick it and enjoy it.
3: I, I listen. It's like the TNA hate, right? You love TNA. I mean, you are a TNA. I,
1: yes, I am. It's been. I, I've had my on and off stints with Impact yeah, and TNA. You're yes. an Impact,
3: and you're a TNA, and that's fine. And you're also a Fightful, and that's that's great.
1: Ugh, the worst.
3: The worst. <laughs> I I love Fightful. I I have to tell you, I I'm sneaking in slowly. I, I I'm I'm breaking my contract with the Wrestling Observer. <laughs> This is. I'm in void of my my deal with them, and I'm slowly sneaking in, little by little. You're
2: not supposed to say that part out loud, Zarian.
3: But if you say it out loud, then it's not a big deal because you say it like uh, a wink and a smile. You know, you do one of them like. I'm just sneaking in, guys. How, how do you get mad at this face?
2: Fair, yeah. honestly, very fair.
3: You know, I, I one time I I, I got a run, but I effed up so bad on a deal that I was finishing. It was my deal. I had to do this thing. It was for a company that had hired me. And I just effed up. I I don't know how I did it. I thought I sent an agreement, whatever. And the deal fell apart. Okay. It was a big money deal. (laughs) And I'm like, they're like scolding me, you know, the old man that owns that company's yelling at me. And I look he's like and he's like, Are you gonna say anything? I'm like, listen, I effed up, but can you get mad at this face?
1: (laughs) (laughs) What was the response to that? He laughed.
3: No, that's, that's like
1: that's the adult equivalent of you saying ain't i a stinker ain't i a stinker <laughs> hey is rich gonna be on the show with you live in studio or is rich he a- is
3: not live in studio because can i show you the disaster here
1: oh that's right we saw this last time the tv all over the play yeah, I, yeah. I
3: have to i i still have to i'm clearing out the whole studio so i have to redo this whole thing and it's just a nightmare
1: tell tell rich i give him kisses from afar
3: he loves your kisses.
1: I love giving them to him. He's fantastic. Mm-hmm. So are you. You're okay. Too. Thank you. I'm rich.
3: They're waiting for me. I got to go. Get out Bye, of here. Zarian. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> See ya.
1: Toodles. I am
2: going not have Kyler clip that and then, you know, make it a separate post and then Jensen's going to mess me. See so you guys Zarian on the show again. We took a month to get Zarian for one time. Here you are getting them two weeks, two weeks in a row. It's so mad anytime Zarian comes on the show.
1: It's just maddening for everyone. It sucks. Ha- it sucks having friends, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Did you hear Jensen's complaint yesterday? I I listened to the show, or at least most of it so far. But what 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 was it specifically?
2: Well, it's a three hour show because uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like three was, and a half hours.
1: There was something he said at like the top of the show about WWE that it was like. I wasn't was that it was awesome. during it was something else that was even funnier. But it I was forgot.
2: during, he had a couple Jensen has great line. And when I mentioned, uh, uh somebody winning and he's like, no, don't like that. And it's just very like deadpan. It's fantastic. Um, I think it was an LA night thing. I'm sure it was LA night. Yeah. why well, I saw too much friendship. Jensen's like, there's too much friendship in AEW, you know, the bucks are like, why are you friends with this guy? And Omega's like, why are you friends with this guy? And it's just like, do people do this? Like Jeremy, do you sit around and like talk to Joel? But, like, why are you doing this show with Jensen? Like, I'm, I don't, I don't tell you, Jeremy, of like why are you do. Oh, so you're doing three shows a week with Joel? Like, what is what does that mean? Oh, so you always have SB3 on when I'm not around? What does that mean? Like, people do this? Like, we're 30 years old. Why are we talking about the type of friends people have with each other? I was, like, I don't know. I don't think so. At least not this much. But you know, it's it's pro wrestling. It's 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 a high school drama. That's all it is.
1: I've learned. From the get-go that the best way to make friends is to pay them to come on your podcast.
2: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. He had a rant about that, too. (laughs) He had a rant about people paying to be. I don't. So Jensen mentions this yesterday. And he, he was, like, you know, people paying to be on podcasts, and he really wanted to tell who tried to charge us $200 to come on our podcast. I legitimately didn't remember, and then he reminded me. I was like, oh, yeah, that did happen. Um, I didn't know anything about it. Jensen's talking about this, like this is, like, national news or whatever. And I didn't – you know me, Joe. I stay offline. I didn't know the CM Punk bit that you tried to do on Wednesday. I'm <laughs> so very right. –
1: Turned into like the best seven and a half minutes we've ever done on this show.
2: <laughs> I sorry, I feel like I turned it back around because I didn't I, I didn't listen back but the wife was like, You came off very angry. like, are you are you okay? You sounded very angry. And I'm like, yeah, I, I, I know I sounded angry, so I tried to like save it. So anyway, I'm very offline outside of like work related stuff. So I didn't see any of this. And finally, yesterday, it hit my radar. And these are tweets from like November fourth that people were talking about, like, Oh, charging to be on a podcast and stuff. And I'm like, this is a, I know it's a thing, by the way. Like we've fortunately, no one has ever charged us anything. Um, And if they did, I would probably be like, no, no, thank you. Like that's, that's okay. Uh, We're good.
1: We also like, sorry to derail you. Like we also, we come with a platform beyond this show. Yeah. Right. So I think if, if you're a smart wrestler and you want to get your story promotion yourself out there, like, you know, that showing up here isn't just showing up here because our views are not main channel views, but our reach in terms of the articles and just the word of mouth that comes from it is larger than most. So I think most people have come to understand that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So we've never we do. We are very, you know, blessed, hashtag blessed uh, to be like on a on a big platform. And so, yeah, I don't think people would would charge, but if they did, again, I'd tell them, no, thank you. Like, that's okay. We did have one person. This is uh Jensen and I. Um, we asked them to come on and they're like, yes, no, no problem. Like, hey, would you mind making a donation to this charity? Like, it, you know, for this. And we did that. Like, that's, I got no issue with that um and then they'd actually been on another show and didn't ask for any type of donation but if we want to donate to charity no no issue with that at all um yeah the, apparently someone did ask like for $200 and I'd completely blank that out i, I had uh, i'll say his name because i don't think it really matters at this point and this was years ago this was 2019 i tried to uh this is at wrestlecade try to interview raven And Raven's manager tried to charge me or whoever was like with him tried to charge me. I was like, no, I'm good. No, thank you. And even like Raven just like looked at him and was just like, oh, what do you want me to do? I was like, I don't know. Like, that's fine. I don't care. Like, this isn't to me. Like, it's not going to make or break like my career if I don't get this interview with you cuz you're charging me. Like if you want to charge me 20 bucks, I'm just going to say no. It's okay. Like this is not the end of the world to me. Like I I will survive without your interview that you're going to try to charge me for. Like and I'm sure you're going to be just fine too. Like but I saw this whole discussion uh yesterday that it's apparently like a week old at this point. And like I saw the the wrestler side of it of like hey, we're dedicating an hour, 2 hours of time So like, you know, that's like we wrestle and get paid for eight to 20 minutes of work. You know, we should get paid for an hour to two hours of our time. Like if that's how you want to view it, like fine. If you want to charge to be on podcast, fine. That's your prerogative. I think if you're a podcaster, don't mention it. Like just don't say anything about it you don't need to call anybody out publicly. I realize that might sound funny after I just told this like Raven story, but like that was from five years ago at this point or four. I'm, I'm terrible at math. Um like you know, just don't mention that because then you just open yourself up for a whole big thing and it's just it's really, really not worth it. It's not. Don't say anything. Just move on and yeah, just get on. With things and again if you're a wrestler And you think that like oh well I'm giving You an hour of my time like you should Pay me for it like okay that's that's your Right to think that it's also my right To like turn you Down for the interview but yeah I don't Want to pay that and if you go on And you do another podcast I And I don't know if they pay you I don't know If you do it for free it's your right to Do other podcasts for free that's Fine too To, to me like None of this is that big of A deal uh but I see where people might get a, especially like these smaller platforms, like it helps to have a name on there to hopefully like boost yourself a little bit, but then just, you know, go after people who aren't going to charge you and don't call out people who apparently will charge you.
1: And also think of the number of times that you've covered a smaller podcast for the website. And like those people have gotten talent that have been featured on national television. That. It's, it's not to say that like every single wrestler is going to charge a new podcast money to appear. It's just that everybody has a different expectation for their time, and some want to be compensated. And I'm pretty sure that you're referring to Akira, who was talking about... The, uh, yeah. the time yeah. and everything yeah. and, and cost and all that. And I, I brought up his tweets, you know, just to look at. It. And one of them, he says some podcasts have more reach than others. And uh, so sometimes you can eat the cost of appearing in turn for being heard by a wider audience. Nine out of 10 times. This is not the case. I've been paid for all my recent showings as of late on podcast. You're trying to be a business and make money. And so are we. One thing that I don't really love about that is that the, business of podcasting is we ain't making shit unless you're monetized on various platforms
2: and this is where i i would say like look i don't know who i haven't listened to any recent akira podcast um but i would say if you are paying to have akira on i don't know if you are making money but i would just say that like don't pay if you're not in if you're not making money don't pay to have these people on because you're probably going to lose money on that like and this is no offense to any independent wrestler really any any wrestler out there like it could be a wwe person or whatever like you get good views on certain stuff but unless you are like legitimately getting like top top guy like you're not getting a ton of views on these interviews you're you're just you're not like you can you can see numbers on like our channel and stuff like the the stuff that does the best that gets cut is like simon miller because people know him and he's like a content creator on youtube like he he that cut interview has more views than maybe my titus interview so like and that's on the main channel mind you like you just you don't you're not gonna make it back for a lot of these for a, a a lot of especially the independent wrestlers, you're just not gonna make that money back. So I I would suggest not paying if you unless you were already a platform getting tons of
0: views.
1: I was going to say, the it, it also helps that your views will bolster if you have proper aggregation for the people who are grabbing your interviews and writing about them on the websites that you write, uh, that you write for. Our Santana interview was a pretty good example of that. When we asked him about Ortiz and the split, that got a lot of views uh, because people linked back to that particular interview or to the episode in full where we had him on. So, yeah, it, it's just well, about how you handle your your podcast and how you handle the 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 information that comes out of it well that's another
2: thing is like and i think this is where people you know do our show because one they see fightful they know it's a a big platform maybe they do or don't know that i write these articles off of them as well and i'm actually behind on articles i apologize to aaron mercer and jock sampson i have articles coming i promise you um but like you know maybe they, they do or don't know you're getting these articles Akira said he's done a bunch of podcasts and stuff like people aggregate our stuff, especially if I write it up and everything like I quickly wrote up that those Santana comments on Ortiz. I knew I know how the game works. Um, You know, I write up a lot of this stuff and with a lot of the the lesser talent, the the lesser known talent, it doesn't like get picked up. And And that's fine. Like, I don't, I'm not saying every website needs to aggregate every interview we do or anything. I understand that Road dog saying, eh, didn't get CM Punk is going to do bigger numbers than a quote from, no offense to any of these people who are on our show, but it's going to do a bigger quote than than something that Jock Sampson said. Jock Sampson saying, uh, Cole Carter is the future of wrestling. That's a good quote. That's a nice positive quote, right? It's not going to do numbers of Road Dog saying, don't really get orange Cassidy and CM Punk. Like they're both opinions, but you you look at the names and they are what they are. Like, so I get, I get all that. I understand how the game works. Um, but regardless, they still get quotes written up by me for a lot of these interviews. If a Akira is done podcast, done interviews, ain't nobody sent me no quotes. So you like, you know, you, you gotta sometimes help yourself with that. Send quotes, send Send me, send me the link to the podcast. I, I just like throwing on stuff and listening to it while I'm working on other stuff. Like the less I got to search and find stuff, the better for me. So send me stuff. I've told these stories plenty of times, but I'll, I'll say it one more time. Like you guys wouldn't get like how many people, a lot of people, very few people. I should say, of like, oh, where you're taking their work and you're you're transcribing it and taking it as your own and trying to get credit for it. It's like, yeah, I do want credit for the transcription. It's a lot of damn work. But I don't want credit for their interview. I say, like, link back to their interview. You would be amazed at how many people reach out. That's how I've made a lot of friendships in in this or connections in, in, in this of, like, just them messaging me and be like, thanks for covering my interview. Like, I didn't know anybody was listening to this. Now it's on Fightful. I'll name names. Mark Hoke, Mark Hoke is was very appreciative when I covered the Tony Khan interview, and he's been on this show. And Joel and I have both been on his show as well. I actually think I'm on his full gear show. That's next week.
1: I probably try and get on his show if I go to Vegas.
2: There you go. So Mark Hoke is is, was somebody who reached out to me and was very appreciative. Adrian Hernandez, who's been on uh, this show, someone who reaches out to me, very appreciative of, and um. The the Battleground people, they always send me their interviews and they do big time interviews too. Like, and so does Hoke and and Adrian Hernandez. Like I typically don't have to search for those anyway, because like I just know, but they always send me their stuff. I was like, yeah, I'll make sure we cover it. Like I'd had no relationship with these guys prior to just finding their interviews, transcribing them, running articles. They reach out, they're appreciative, then they just start sending me stuff. So I, what are we talking about joel sorry to go on high horse
1: no we got plenty to talk about let's uh first of all again we got plenty of super chats we're gonna get to in just a second uh we we have a scheduled guest we are waiting to 100 confirm it but let, we'll put it out there because we were in talks and if not you can just bury him on the internet please don't he's great uh we're scheduled to be joined oh, at yeah. 11 a.m eastern so in about 25 ish minutes uh by joey janella so we, we had hinted that somebody big in the independent wrestling world is joining us. The plan is for Joey to join us ahead of his match against Toriano tonight at Lone Star Shootouts, the New Japan Pro Wrestling event. Uh, we're just waiting for him to, I assume, wake up because it's early.
2: <laughs> Are you Joey like still in bed on his phone? Just God
1: bless. Please. Great, Please. We, our last interview, this is just to set the stage if Joey's available, if he makes it. Our, for our last interview together was him making the Gaho face and him being like, what's that called? And me being like, oh, that's no, I'm not going to say it on the air. And so we had people in the YouTube comments had to fill it in for us. So the point is, Joey's wild and he goes wild, especially when he chats with us.
2: I think there's, I don't know. There's like, I think two lost interviews he did with Sean. One was like remember when joey would do the live streams during the pandemic and sean like got on one of those it was with uh leroy i, I can't remember his his name but um
1: nasty leroy
2: nasty leroy yeah yeah i was trying to think of his uh his uh, uh gimmick name nasty
1: first name. Yeah, first name yeah first name nasty last name leroy yeah
2: yeah like sean got on that there was one where joey did like an interview with sean it's like three in the morning he's like making eggs or something. I'm pretty sure that's a lost interview. There's another lost interview. This was a, uh, a uh, all out weekend, and it was after the show, and they're just like doing the the interview like at, at the hotel, and like Luther pops in, so Pentaco pops in. It just so many people are just like popping in and out during this interview. I don't think it ever aired though, because I think like the audio was bad. Uh, it was it's just yeah. Joey's a trip I've interviewed him twice uh one was at full gear 2019 and the other was uh before the JCW Jacob um so yeah I don't think the full gear one I think I ran quotes from it but it wasn't it was only audio the JCW one somewhere on this website
1: there you go. So go go search them over on fifle.com So let's go to a couple super chats right now. Louis starts us off saying money to help pay for a Zach Efron appearance. He's been saying some nice things after the uh, the Iron Claw movie dropped. Uh a lot a lot of the actors are paying lip service to wrestling, which is nice to see.
2: Paying lip gallagher service.
1: They're paying they're paying busting lip loads. Uh Ryan Sullivan a super chat saying I was busting to my to off my load to you guys. Don't do that. Don't do that, Ryan. Thanks, Ryan. Oh god. Please, more than $2 next time. Uh, Will Chisholm, eh. here we go. Let's get into it. Will Vince McMahon make it to WrestleMania 40? Are you talking life expectancy or professional expectancy? Because those are two potentially different conversations. WrestleMania 40 is in six months. Vince McMahon dropped a lot of stock last night. at Offloaded, the- Joel. What did I say?
2: You said just dropped. He- oh, sorry,
1: you're right. He dropped. He dropped. He offloaded. He let loose. He he dumped eight point four million shares, about seven hundred million dollars worth of stock. Now, this has happened. This this is not unusual for anyone to to dump stock for some cash. But this is a lot of money, Jeremy. This is a lot of money. And with everything that we've been talking about with Vince McMahon, with Ari Emanuel, with the comments about Vince McMahon, uh, the, the the risk reports, which, to be honest, those have been mentioned before. And those have been in past releases with WWE since the allegations against Vince McMahon started. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, they, when they started doing the opportunities for sale, that was part of the sales documentation, was we understand Vince is a liability. When
2: they did the big merger post in september he was not under risk factor
1: he wasn't but he was after that
2: yeah the most recent one the most recent one
1: but but he's been in he's been noted as a risk factor in other documents but not the merger itself
2: not not yeah not when they did the big merger and stuff
1: I stand corrected
2: because that I looked that up because I was like, Oh, is this new information? And it was new information.
1: Okay, so there's that, and then there was like a 1 a.m. press release. Vince's shares are now being offered for almost $80 a share. And that's about what it was pre market. These are from Brandon Thurston, by the way. Uh, TKO has agreed to repurchase from the underwriter approximately $100 million worth of share, and Ari Emanuel and Mark Shapiro each bought. 12,531 shares. so they they bought some shares other TKO directors bought some shares but not nearly as much as Vince McMahon offloaded so is this the beginning of the end for Vincent Kennedy McMahon's TKO experience is this his wild ride
2: well I'm I'm not the business person here listen to Brandon where is he
1: what where's Jimmy is he sleeping
2: Jimmy Jimmy knows more about this stuff and understands this stuff a little bit better here's kind of my interpretation of things and jimmy van said this in in april i rewatched that clip that he posted of like watch the interview that ari and vince do with i think it was like cnbc at the time of like ari's just very agreeable yes like vince is so great and vince is just like eating it up and can
1: body slam me if we have any disagreements huh <laughs> yeah
2: yeah, Vince is just eating it up because his R is just kissing his ass and everything. And so and you could tell or you know, Jimmy Samise that like it it seems just like a ploy. Like they they just they got what they wanted, they did the deal, and now they're just gonna try to push Vince aside here. Because Vince is just he's a narcissist and he just heard what he wanted to hear. He's like, Oh, that sounds great he he'd already lost majority when the sale went through cuz like he was on the board and everything but he no longer had majority like he had with WWE they had the little clause in there um, and I did get this directly from Jimmy Vent because I didn't know about it at the time. And again, Jimmy's much smarter about this stuff than me. When, you know, they talked about, oh, Vince is allowed to sell without, you like holding period, sell stock without, even like, hold, what does this mean type of thing? Jimmy, Jimmy told me basically like anytime you have like a big transaction like this, a big merger, usually there's a holding period where the stockholders have to hold on to their stock so they can't just like immediately sell and cash in if it go if it goes up or if it looks like it's going down they can't just like immediately sell out type of thing like they got to hold on for 3 months, 6 months, whatever that freezing period is. Every other stockholder has this little holding period. Vince did not have this holding period so he could imme- so he can do this. It's been less than 2 months since the merger and he's he's can sell his stock which typically this is what Jimmy was telling me typically that's not the case um you know there was that interview with Ari with Bloomberg where he mentioned vince is like one of the reasons that the stock was down and then yeah they, he was listed as a risk factor in the latest uh, little SEC filing which again was not there in September when they did their big SEC filing um now he's selling some of the stock he's gonna be a rich man. Out of all of this, but the, my interpretation of it is he just kind of got bullied out. Like, he just, I think if they did the merger and the stock was good or went up, they wouldn't have listed Vince as anything. They would have been like, oh, look, everything's great. Things are going well. The stock went down. They had to find a reason for that. What's a good reason? Oh, this guy's getting a bunch of bad publicity. Because of these investigations and these allegations, and people are pointing the finger at him, so it's his fault, right? So, how what do we do about this? Well, he's not just going to leave quietly because he's Vince. So, how do we get him out? Let's list him as a risk factor. Let's uh, you know, let's say he doesn't have to sell his stock. Let's let's uh, get basically bully him out of here.
1: Let's make him the spokesman for every Saudi deal we make.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Dana White is like, oh, that's a Vince thing. Like, Vince made this deal put together. Like, yeah, let's let's put the, the blame moment, on him.
1: The moment I saw that article drop, the moment I saw those comments from Dana White, and I, I just said to myself, Ari Emanuel gave back $400 million to the Saudi regime in 2019 because he knew it was the right thing to do at the time because this was when... You know, the the murder of uh, Jamal Khashoggi was was in the news prominently. At the time, WWE wasn't sure if they were going to go back to Saudi for an upcoming show. They ended up going. They just downplayed where they were, and they just downplayed the entire Saudi deal for the time being. That that was kind of like a tale of two very different outcomes. But the point is, in 2019, Ari Emanuel gave that money back. And now here we are, you know, five years later almost, and now... They're saying Vince made the deal with Saudi to bring the UFC back to Saudi Arabia for a fight card. And I'm like, no, there. that's a backdoor play. That's just using him to make Vince look worse.
2: I think it's that, but I do think there is something to the Saudi deal. Because the other, one of the other things that um, uh, Ari mentioned in that Bloomberg uh, interview was that like, oh, yeah, the Saudis are buying into PFL and so people are worried of like, what kind of Saudi influence is, are they going to have in, in the fight game? Are they going to start paying a bunch of money to all these fighters? Is that going to hurt the UFC? So I think the Saudi deal worked kind of in two ways. One, to be like, hey, this is a Vince thing. Two, to be like, hey, see the Saudi, we play nice with them. They're, they're part of the UFC. They're not really a competitor against us. So I think it kind of worked in, in both ways with that.
1: So, uh, town Spurs, who sent another super chat, I just want to get this comment first. Why is the stock gone down since he sold? It's not a slingshot effect. That's the reality of it too. It's that Vince did offload a lot, but he's not gone from the company. Could his departure potentially lead to an uptick in stock price? Yeah, it could. but really, the best thing that could happen is just some sort of proof that this merger is profitable it's it's only been a couple of months at this point, right the 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 call and
2: I, September twelfth was the official day.
1: there you go. so with that in mind, you know we talked about the, the the earnings call, which was largely them just saying, yeah. So uh, it's been it's been a month, and uh, here are some numbers that mean nothing compared to what we'll see in February when we'll have a quarter under our belt. That is this is new, and, and a new business is not profitable regardless of how long the two companies before uh, performed. So I I don't expect stocks to go rising anytime soon unless they you know, make a huge money deal that's not Saudi related and just everything becomes this is the hottest ticket in town. You have to see it tomorrow. Uh, That's just where I'm at.
2: the, The raw rights might bump something up depending on where they land, what they get type of thing. I don't think I don't think that Vince him being part of all this was the reason that the stock was falling. I don't think it helped, mind you. Again, I think he was kind of scapegoated on all of this, and that's fine by me. I got no, you know, like he's not, he's not got no ties to him or anything. I don't care if he he's gonna get paid regardless. I think he was scapegoat a little bit because this thing that like while it was big in our world, it wasn't like the biggest news in ever in the in the stock. World. It was like, oh, okay, these two entertainment brands, one which was not publicly traded, UFC, like what what are their dealings and stuff? UFC's got a big antitrust lawsuit, by the way, that's going on right now that I'm pretty sure ain't helping things with this because it could expose a lot of things when it comes to fighter pay. So like that's something to keep in mind. I don't think Vince was the full reason of why the stock was down when this merger. Came out so him selling isn't Just a slingshot effect as Joel said Him selling is you like, oh okay well everything's Gonna gonna go up right Now so I don't know how The stock market works you know Towns times versus smackdown Rights also made it go down yeah the Maybe people, I know they got a rights increase, but they also went from Fox to USA. So they got a visibility decrease on that. That looked like a downgraded move, even though they got more money. I don't know quite how all this stuff works.
1: To me, when they announced that deal, that felt like hazard pay. It felt like the deal was basically was lateral. And then they just said, add some money for hazard pay because we're going to be seen by fewer, fewer eyes every week, but make it feel like we are getting something out of this
2: yeah i mean yeah i don't understand the stock market enough to know why these prices go up and these prices go down i just i don't i can comment on on the vent stuff and what's actually happening in my opinion on it but as far as why the stock goes up and goes down i can throw stuff out there i don't truly know
1: dear jim kramer please come. No, absolutely not. Will Chisholm sent a super chat saying just feels like Vince gave up his company so he can be the booker again. And now he's not in the weeds. Triple H is smiling on the inside. He, it wasn't about becoming the booker again. It was about owning the whole damn thing and having full control and power. That's what Vince wanted. When he bumped his ass back in earlier this year, he just, he wanted to be back in it. He wanted to own it. He wanted the power. And then he was told that if you sell to us, You'll have that power. He was told everything he wanted, and now it's looking like that's not the case. Triple H, how he feels, I don't know, and I'm not going to try and assess how he feels. But at the same time, you can see... Big old
2: smile on his face, taking a photo with Dana White last night. That's fair.
1: Uh, (laughs) Photo ops, yeah, big smile. Being able to tell stories as he had intended. Yeah, you know what? There's a certain positive... Cohesiveness that comes with one guy running creative and having his team that he is in charge of, not oh, let me ask my dad. It's just it's so much better, in my opinion, to leave Vince out of it, get the guy who's there all the time in the weeds. This is the name of the show. Thank you. Oh, look at that big shit eating grin. Look at that.
2: Look at at those two men.
1: That's a look that says, (laughs) I won. Anyway, the the point of it being like Vince Vince wanted his company back. Vince effectively took his company back, booted out a bunch of directors who wanted – this is when it was WWE owned uh, owned by Vince – booted out directors, brought in ones that would support him, especially in a sale. And then here we are now. Now Vince may have gotten played, but we don't know for sure. And then Will Chisholm sent another super chat saying, "With Vince being out, do I? Uh, with Vince being out, I do think wrestlers will take a second look at WWE." Kyrie came back because she trusts the booking under Triple H, and also there are a bunch of wrestlers who have been stockpiled and waiting to debut or re Authors of Pain have been reportedly under contract since the summer, and nothing's happened. Eric Young is the one guy where I'm like, man, you did the right thing, even after what happened with vince and what's going on right now eric is now back in tna where he would love to be i'm sure that there's a contract with wwe that would you know financially would be much larger but it feels like eric is just like he's just happy to do what he's doing plus he does hockey podcasts and betting and all this shit like he's he's a busy dude i like what eric young is doing but i i won't speak for him but it it feels like he's he's doing pretty well but everyone else, yeah, there are people coming back to the company because maybe they see that uh, Triple H really is the guy in charge, and they can prove it now.
2: Yeah, hey, not know, whatever makes for a good television product—that's truthfully all I care about. This this stock stuff, I I don't own WWE stock. I don't care if rich people get richer or if rich people get a little less richer. And it's that's 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 whatever. You know, that's- I care about the television product.
1: Me too. So we're going to we're gonna address the super chat from chi Spurs. Uh, in about five minutes, Joey Janela might be joining us. We're going to find out. So there's your cliffhanger for the next five minutes going into the crossover. Chi-Town Spurs says, Vince's booking was far worse than Hunter's, but one big difference was that Vince made you feel like anything could happen at any time. Now it's a bit telegraphed and boring, but makes more sense. What are your thoughts? Jeremy, I'll start with you.
2: Did Vince's booking make you feel like anything could happen at any no, time?
1: It, Vince's booking in the 90s with Russo and Ferrara made you feel like things could happen at any time. Vince's booking leading up to people hating everything going on on Raw and SmackDown made me feel like I could book Tamina in Survivor Series and get away with it because Tamina then joined the Survivor Series team and people got angry at me for it.
2: Yeah, I, I, don't, I didn't feel like it was at any... Anything could happen at any time. I mean, maybe kind of like you said, it was, but like most of it was just a bunch of bad ideas that I had no interest in seeing. Now, maybe now it is a little bit more telegraph. But sometimes, you know, you got to give the people what you want, what they want. There you go. Zoom out. Thank you. Um, You know, sometimes like that—that's fine. It's okay. I'd I'd much rather boring and make sense because I don't always find the stuff that makes sense boring. Like I was like, oh, you know what? That makes sense. That's cool. Good. I'm glad they did this type of thing. Um, and the, anything can happen at any time. But if it's dumb, I mean that pops me. So who? I mean let's let's be honest. Like I, I laugh at the dumb.
1: I, you know, if there's something to be said about a Fox executive saying that wrestling fans are dumb and broke. That's me paraphrasing. <laughs> and then there are wrestling fans on the internet who who sometimes come up with some really great ideas, and sometimes they get used. The downside of that being when it gets used, someone's like, oh, I already saw that is as coming. Oh, I knew that was going to happen. There's the idea that's out there about Drew McIntyre. Uh, not Drew, sorry. Damien Priest, the other big man potentially in the War Games match. Damien Priest cashing in his Money in the Bank briefcase after the War Games match or during the War Games match or just around the War Games match. And I think that's a great idea. And it's something that, you know, a lot of people, myself and Sean included, have said hasn't been done before and it's fresh and it's different and it's new. But would people be entertained by it? I think the vast majority of people would be. That is something that you didn't see coming unless you're highly plugged in, reading everybody's think pieces at any time. You didn't really get that with Vince because people were so down on the product and trying to think of literally anything else that could work.
2: Yeah. I mean the, the Vent stuff wasn't wasn't good for most of the time. Like even if it wasn't anything can happen. Like now there it things seem to be just a little bit more fleshed out. And I'm not saying everything's perfect now, but things certainly seem to be a little bit more fleshed out with things. And there's still some of the a anything can kind of happen at any time uh deal. And maybe it's just I think sometimes people look at that of like, well, the thing that I wanted to happen didn't happen. And so the, the, this shows that there's not anything can happen at, at any time. Like they're just kind of going by the numbers. And I don't think that's fully, you know, that that's where you just got to take sort of your own like expectation out of it.
1: What's the, what do we say? What's Jeff's thing? Expect not it. what is it? Nope. What is it?
2: I know what it is. I don't remember it what up.
1: it is. You just say it because I don't remember what nope. it is. all right. Well, there you go. Speculate, don't expect. Speculate, don't expect. I ain't that's saying that. I don't remember what I did yesterday. And and also town Spurs is saying, you know, it just feels like I don't have to tune in until after the rumble because nothing will change. That's that's wrestling. That's that's been well, at least, sorry, that's WWE and currently impact wrestling. There hasn't been a, like this is the down period. This is when people are more focused on doing end of the year stuff they're more focused on the holidays coming up this is just this is typical in wrestling like this isn't even
2: is it though like we just we just mentioned the the priest cashing in at survivor series isn't that like a thing that can happen like i floated that idea yesterday on spotlight uh of this of this happening like it feels like you might want to tune in to see if that happens maybe it doesn't but it that's possible that, that it happens like the the rest of it yeah like it's you got to wait until the, the holiday period is the holiday period
1: so okay uh, i'll amend my statement after war games after survivor series that's when it's pretty much coast time it's the end of the like we're post thanksgiving we're 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 now running into the christmas season the holiday season it's just kind of you're just kind of there. It's the slammies, It's the best ofs. It's the we're double taping so that we can give our talent, you know, a week off for Christmas or do one show instead of three. That's just that's just kind of the way that the end of the year works. Your, your brain's not on wrestling. Sean says it every year that Fightful Select subs go down this time of year because people are focused on other things and wrestling news isn't very hot. It's hottest between January through April and then there's a little bit going through the SummerSlam end of summer period where people start getting into it again. And it's just it's ebbs and flows. That is the wrestling kind of mentality, at least televised wrestling.
2: They should bring back CM Punk on like a mid-December episode of Raw.
1: Could you imagine? was <laughs> well, just like when they, when they announced that Punk was going to take on The Undertaker at uh, WrestleMania in 29, the one in New York they did it on an episode of old school raw and it was just four names on the board. Who's going to face the undertaker. And then it was CM Punk's name comes up and it's like, okay, there it is. (laughs) Easy as that.
2: CM Punk just showing up mid December raw and Poughkeepsie. Yes. Let's go.
1: That's right. Not even in Chicago. We're just going to have them in Poughkeepsie. Oh yeah.
2: Anyway. Yeah. So opens look at my eyes what do you see cm punk and poughkeepsie
1: that was awful it's jd mcdonough coming out dressed as cm punk
2: That's
1: oh boy cm punk is really jd no, uh i i mentioned impact for a sec i do want to point this out uh they announced last night final resolution in december they're going to be doing motor city machine guns against josh alexander and Zack Sabre Jr. This is a fun one. I'm looking forward to that match. ZSJ is going to be facing Speedball Mike Bailey tonight for the New Japan World TV title. Uh, and then ZSJ is going to show up in Impact. And uh, it's funny because he made a comment, did Zack Sabre Jr. It aired on com on the 3rd of November saying, you know, I want to I be an, uh, an Impact Wrestling ring. And I quote tweeted it. And I said, well, you got about two more months for that, buddy. So you can come around December 9th, or I said 11th. I was wrong at the time. Come and join us in Toronto. And then they made the announcement. In between that time, I will say this. I was tipped off that it was happening. <laughs> Someone was like, well, hold! don't hold your breath too long. You'll find out soon enough. And CSJ is coming to Impact. So that's good news. I'm looking forward to that match.
2: Good on him. It is a, a fun match. You know, cool dream match. What's the What's the story, brother?
1: There is no story. It's Impact for the next two months i get to cover it and talk about it and be like so nothing matters but the matches are great alex shelley and jonathan gresham had a great match that had story in the ring had absolutely no bearings on anything going on leading up to the hard to kill go watch the match though it's really good they uploaded it right away on the youtube channel that's how you know it's important there you go you want to talk about dynamite we
2: can talk about dynamite
1: Oh, by the way, Jeff Alley Driver, go to Turning Point. I will more than likely be there, and I'm trying to convince Kate. Well, you want
2: that? You want to? You you just you wanted him to go, and then you said you're going to be there. Like Final
1: Resolution is the show, not Turning Point. Turning Point was the one that was happening.
2: You can't you can't try to convince people and be like I'm also going to be there. That's a that's that's how you get people to not go.
1: Well, that's why I also said I'm trying to convince Kate to go. Kate is planning to go as well, or at least has talked about going. So if Kate's there and I'm there, Kate is the draw. We know this.
2: You can go there, Jeff, and you can punch Joel Pearl. What did I do? I will I will allow it.
1: Anyway, speaking of offloading, you want to talk about uh, Mimosa Joe offloading? People are
2: mad about this.
1: Are you <laughs> mad about this, Joel? Hold on. His Raven the Devil is actually fair. No, for 200 bucks, he'll be the devil.
2: No, he didn't charge me that much. It was like $20. <laughs>
1: uh, Am I mad about it? I wouldn't say mad. I saw people who were very angry. Uh, I think in the moment I was kind of like, that's kind of a waste of a title reign. I understand both sides of it. So let's just set the table real quick. Uh, On Dynamite, Samoa Joe defeats Keith Lee, retains his Ring of Honor television championship, gets on the microphone and basically says, nothing left for me to do with this. I want that world title. Maxim coming after you, lays it down in the ring. And now the TV title for Ring of Honor has been vacated. Okay. Okay. could you have had Keith Lee win and carry the television championship and do the, the story with Shane Taylor? Yeah, sure, you could have. But also, if you want, uh, it's so frustrating because it's like they book themselves into this corner. That's kind of the, the big problem here, in my opinion, is that Samoa Joe is a dominant television champion, winning big matches, beating everyone. And he's like, I can't do any mu- I can't do any better. Like, I this, this is it. I've hit the top of the TV title reign. And he got rid of the belt and he's like, I'm going after the, the AEW world title, not the Ring of Honor world title, the AEW world title. I get that. What I don't like about it is that it the transfer of the title and the importance of beating Samoa Joe is now non-existent. You built the title reign and it ends with that. That I don't like. But again, I understand both sides as I've just outlined. Give me your thoughts.
2: If you want to hear my thoughts on Samoa Joe and the ROH television title, tune into Monday's episode of In the Weeds, where I will have a my thoughts on Samoa Joe and the ROH TV title. My thoughts will be addressed on Monday's episode.
1: Will you have a huge announcement?
2: No, just my thoughts. I'll, I'll address the ROH title situation. Um, I know it's in the headline for today that I would address it, but I would like everybody to know that I will address it on Monday.
1: So for those who don't pay the paywall price for Ring of Honor, Tony Khan was supposed to address the television title situation on last night's episode of Ring of Honor TV. And instead, we were greeted with Tony Khan will address the TV title situation next week on Ring of Honor. No, on Dynamite. So That's um, on Ring of Honor, isn't it? I don't even know anymore. He's yeah, inter- I don't think he's he addressing had- it
2: on Ring- on Dynamite
1: they had they had one thing going and it just didn't work um i don't i yeah i I don't know why that happened i thought that was kind of a stupid move uh and and it feels like there it's just gonna be a a, uh tournaments going into final battle right i would
2: i would assume it's a a tournament going into final battle we love the tournaments uh hooray with the tournaments um here's oh, i will actually yes i did like they had the big tweet after joe dropped the title like the roh twitter is like tune into roh tomorrow night to see what uh the fallout from this and then even on the teaser it was like it'll be discussed like it they were saying we're gonna talk about it we're gonna we're gonna address the situation and they addressed it by saying they will address it next week rules honestly so fantastic um i i kind of i talked about it a little bit yesterday of uh, basically i'm, I'm kind of with you as i see both points i think from a fan perspective if you are upset about it you have the right to be upset about it because you got invested in this title run you you were you got fully invested in it it's like oh joe beat this guy joe's had the longest reign ever it's historic reign the longest tv title reign ever they made a big deal Out of it, they did a whole like five-hour video on or on YouTube about it and stuff, and then it just ends with him laying down the title. Like, you know, it's it's not a one-to-one comparison, but imagine if Gunther just came out and laid down the Intercontinental title, and it was like beating everybody I can, peace. And you know, I'm going after the World Heavyweight title now. I feel like people would be disappointed in that because you want to make somebody after something like that. So I understand fans being upset. Yeah, you got Jeff Driver says Rogan. Yeah, I yeah, was I was not even trying to go like the wrong because people would then be like, "Oh, you can't say that the the this title is equivalent to this title and this reign is equivalent. Gunther ROH TV title, they're both secondary titles in their respective company. So I think the the comparison works a little bit better there and they're both longest reigns as well um so i understand why fans would be upset about that i also think that the joe stuff works of hey this title i've done everything i can with it i don't need any more going after the world heavyweight title, going after the AEW title now that that's where my focus needs to be and you don't want to beat joe off of that because that doesn't look great of like joe losing to let's even say keith lee because Keith Lee ain't been like the hottest thing in the world, uh, heading into that match. So it's like, oh, let's do Keith Lee beating him, and then hey, here's Small Joe going after the world title because of this. Like, so I understand trying to protect Joe in that side. Um,
1: it there's was a, so- sorry. I was gonna say there's a finish for those who are like, who could he have put over? They don't build There's a finish you could have done. Which is the the Kyrie and Shayna finish, or the sorry, he has a Kyrie no. Yeah, it was a Kyrie Shayna finish from the the Mae young Classic where Shayna's the world beater. She's got the Carafuta clutch on the smaller Kyrie and Kyrie rolls up and oh. gets that that pin. You could have done that with Joe in the Coquina clutch and had like a like a shock finish. Joe's pissed. I think they did that with punk, didn't they?
2: They do that finish so often. Uh, that you is a
1: specifically, though, like, you know, after a while, it's been a while. Yeah, I
2: feel like Joe, that that was the only way he lost for a while.
1: Regardless, that's really the finish that would have made the most sense, given the way Joe's been booked. You could have done a shock like Hook does it like that or Dalton Castle. Uh, I don't know who it could have been. That's the other question is you had the opportunity to create this big, meaty division multiple times over whether it's tnt title or the, the ring of honor television title you you have this opportunity but they just they haven't pulled the trigger or they haven't you know figured out what they want it to look like with these belts
2: as i said yesterday i hope my hope that this turns into roh finding an identity as a brand because samoa joe was not long for roh she just wasn't he was on AEW all the time. He was in the storyline with MJF. He had the match against MJF. He lost. It was still in the storyline of like, hey, I'll watch your back type of thing. I just want this to mean that the ROH TV title remains part of ROH television. That's that's what I care about. I want the title to, yeah, it stays on ROH. That's what I said yesterday. That's what I've been saying for months on any show I've been on is keep the ROH talent on ROH. Don't have it all crossover because then you lose the plot when it comes to ROH like the the Bucks were the six-man champions for like two weeks what did that accomplish in ROH terms nothing they added nothing to ROH MJF's the, the one half of the tag team champions what does that happen what does that meant for actual ROH TV nothing because he's not actually on that show he just remains on AEW and He's defending the belt on AEW programming but it doesn't bring any extra attention to ROH for doing that because it's it's a third tier storyline for MJF. This MJF guns matches what well, okay, MJF longest title reign is like was one of the stories. You got the devil stuff, you got the Jay White stuff, you got the Samoa Joe stuff, then maybe the ROH tag team titles. Like so it's a fourth tier story for for MJF at that point like the Adam Cole just, I guess that's part of the tag team st- title storyline, but like that is, is a third tier story for, for MJF right now. So that hasn't added anything. Shibata, it kind of comes and goes as the peer champion. Eddie Kingston is sticking relatively well with, uh with ROH. I do like that. Athena praised plenty. She's been an ROH staple I do like that. I hope whoever becomes a TV champion, I hope it stays as they just keep defending the title on ROH TV. If you want to throw a match on Battle of the Belts to try to get extra attention on ROH, cool. Hey, if you if you even want to do a little ROH centric story in AEW, cool. Don't have the ROH stuff bleed into the actual like, don't have the ROH champion do AEW storylines
1: combine the six man tag titles from both companies call them the world six man tag titles have them defended on both ring of honor and aw or just on aw just there are certain things that you can get rid of title wise and just refocus some of the efforts and also you know there's uh there was a time where you and I were talking about Final Battle and how they may load up the card with a bunch of AEW stars so that they can fill whatever arena they were going to be in. And now that that seems fleeting. It's, it's going to be nice Eddie Kingston getting shine on potentially the or one of the main events at Final Battle. To me, it still feels like Athena Billy Stark should be the main event, should go on last because it is the seminal Ring of Honor story that's been going on since the summer. Uh, but I don't know now with MJF versus the guns and then MJF as a mystery partner. I don't know if MJF and mystery partner are going to be the ROH tag champions going into final battle. And if it is, then first of all, who is the partner and is it Samoa Joe? And then do they win just to, uh, to continue the, the MJF Joe story where Joe is just getting in his head in MJF's head Going after the RO the the ribs. Wow! See now it's both companies are the same. Going after the AEW World Championship is Samoa Joe just going to go after MJF? Be like we're tag partners, but I'm gonna beat your ass for the other title,
2: which is very possible. You know that's what people thought was going to happen with Adam Cole and MJF is eventually Adam Cole would turn and go after the AEW title, even though they were tag team partners. Samoa Joe just made it very clear that. Hey, I got your back while well, this, and you're going to owe me off of this. Andres is from frantic world who said, if Keith Lee would have won, I will heart Joe run to the AW world title. Agree with that. And Lee would be on AW TV with ROH TV title. And people don't honor like that. Why would he have to be on TV? Why? Why couldn't he just be an ROH staple as a TV champion?
1: And he would be great there after months of people saying, where's Keith Lee? Where's Keith Lee? Now you got a place where you can see him exclusively is on ring of honor. And I get it paywall, yada, yada, yada. But like, if you want to see someone, sometimes you got to put them exclusively somewhere. And just like we talked about Santana and Ortiz anchoring an entire feud on rampage, you can do that with Keith Lee. And just like they've done with Athena on ring of honor television. But I agree. I I agree largely with the the rest of the chat for sure.
2: I, I don't know why Keith Lee would have to still be on. He's barely been on AEW TV as well. He's got this thing with Shane Taylor going on ROH, sometimes on AEW tv of like hey you add the tv title to that that's cool like you know chris says do you really want to pay a guy to be on roh they're at the show it's not like they're flying them in extra to do these roh tapings type of deal like they're already at the show to tape these roh matches so i don't know if you're like really paying him extra you're actually utilizing him because keith lee would actually have somewhere to be and actually like doing matches and stories and stuff where otherwise he was just not really on television and why so people play wise Keith on roh what's the game look people are gonna complain complain anyway
1: yeah
2: yeah it's
1: just the way it is and it's frustrating uh let's let's dig into the rest of dynamite i i i honestly i enjoyed the show it wasn't perfect there were a lot of things that uh that really made me happy and then there were certain things where I was just like eh, we could probably ditch this Uh the opening segment was a little hokey but you know it does it does what it does it was very, uh, I saw a lot of people call it like an episode of Raw, an opening to Raw Um Adam Cole being like hey you should probably get uh, Mimosa Joe as your partner and also I like Adam Cole killing MJF with kindness because the devil story just seems more and more everyday like it's Adam Cole because the first time the cole showed up or the first time the devil re emerged and beat up jay white the devil was there where has the devil been every time since random room zoom in zoom call no calling. he
2: was there the first night the, the devil was there night, the first night
1: but that's when adam cole was there is what i'm saying yeah. so the very first night adam cole was there the devil was there ever since then adam cole has been zooming in or facetiming in whatever it is and the devil has not has just appeared on a screen and zoomed out. They do if that is the if Adam Cole is the devil. A little thing like that is something that really gets me interested in the larger story as it is. Um, but I, I like that there, there's there's little stuff going on there. The stuff with Roddy in the Kingdom. I wish they would figure out what they want to do with it because they haven't. <laughs> I
2: hope Roddy being like I'm going to remind the world that I'm a pro wrestler was uh, you know a is a almost a call to action of we're going to get Roddy strong bangers again.
1: Rod, you know what here, here let's, let's put, let's put them in ring of honor for a minute. Final battle. You put whoever the world tag team champions are against the kingdom. And you put Roddy strong and Eddie Kingston for the world title for it. Let's do that. I would love that. I would love to see that match. And I think a lot of people would be invested in seeing just the, the style of match that Eddie and, strong would bring mr ring of honor would come back for one night only
2: it doesn't need to be one night only like i know roddy has shown his range as like a comedy type of guy and that's cool it's been a a fun little break but they've been wearing thin the direction has been I don't even know what the direction has been. Like they're just doing skits to do skits, it felt like for a little while there. And it didn't know like where they were going with it. And again, it feels like they're just waiting on Cole to get healthy or Cole to do something. Um, but they didn't have a, a real great direction with Roddy and MJF, because it felt like that should have been more tied together because of the Adam Cole factor. But then the acclaim got involved, and so MJF just started being like, okay, well, now I guess I owe the acclaim because they're trying to court me and everything. And Joe's also, also involved. So the Roddy stuff has almost taken a back seat unless Cole has been involved. Because I thought when MJF was like looking for partners and stuff, it would have made sense for Adam Cole to be like, no, you can trust Roddy. Like you can trust the kingdom. Like, you know, you guys got to get on the same page type of thing and they be the team. Instead, they're doing the stuff with the acclaimed, which is fine. Like, okay, um, you know, let let's say now I'm just like rebooking a bunch of stuff. Let's say oh, like they, no. they, let's say they did the devil attack and they took out like the kingdom and and Roddy and you know, it, but is Adam Cole taking out his own men there, like? You know, you get you could do a lot of different things with, with all of this. Regardless, I think they've lost the plot a little with uh Roddy and the kingdom and what that could have been and, and maybe should have been. And now we're trying we are we trying to pick it up somewhere. And not, hopefully they have an idea of where to pick it up.
1: Oh uh, someone mentioned that Jay Lethal and Eddie Kingston is most likely the final battle match. That's right. Because yeah. Lethal won the right after Jeff Jarrett and all of his friends beat Eddie Kingston. Thank you for reminding me, you're absolutely right.
2: Uh, All right. Give me Roddy and Shibata then.
1: Let's go. I'm fine with that too. Again, if Roddy wants to go back to form, put him in the ring of honor ring for just, just for a little bit, let's get it. And he can continue doing the, uh, the character he's doing. I just, I'm ready for that style of comedy to kind of start moving away. I think Jeremy hit it on the head when he said uh, that they, they've lost the plot a little bit.
2: Yeah. I don't know where the, the Roddy comedy stuff is. Like, it feels like they're just waiting for Cole to come back, maybe Kyle to come back. And if they know when they're coming back, cool. Like, hopefully, they they figure that out and get the the landing on everything. If they don't know when they're coming back, then I guess we're just going to get more of these giraffe vignettes.
1: My kid sleeps with a little giraffe. So I think it's very cute when they do oh, this segment. It is very adorable. Is your uh, kid Nick Strong? Yes, he is. He from the from day one, the kid had a strong neck. You know how you're supposed to support babies from from the head because their necks are. not Yeah, he he was he had neck control day one. Kid was neck strong. Hashtag neck strong. Uh, anyway, let's continue on. Get in your super chats, by the way, and support the show. Talk about what you want to talk about here. Uh, the Sheeta and Tony Storm segment. I I'm looking forward to the match. I'm getting a little bored of Tony Storm. They're about to inject a little bit more into the story. Yeah, that's right. With Mariah May. We'll talk about that debut in a sec. But uh, it was just, it was the black and white chicanery. It's just like, come on, we didn't really need to do it. I would have, you know what I would have loved? I would have done anything that was a single shot, a tight shot on a Karushita or Hikaru, if you will. (laughs) They would have done in color. And then anything Tony Storm in a two shot or a single shot, that's black and white. They did, it was a post-produced angle. Like they could have done it. That's the little thing I would have done. But otherwise, like, again, I know the match is going to be great. I'm looking forward to it. It feels like now with the Mariah May debut, it's going to almost become secondary, the, the match, to whatever Mariah May is going to do. So let's talk about it.
2: I do I do agree with that uh, criticism there of the match with Mariah May now, who I'm very much looking forward to. And I think you, you tweeted. I know a lot of people tweeted this. I think you were one of them. Big Mickey Trish vibes from yeah. mariah and tony mariah you know being like ah, i came to stardom because of tony big fan of your work rj big fan of tony like a lot of you know stalkerish vibes there which hey look mickey trish one of the the greatest women's angles of, of all time certainly one of the most memorable so like if you're gonna copy an angle uh, you could do worse than than doing that one um but it does feel like now okay When watching the match, we're just going to be waiting on Mariah May's involvement, whether she accidentally hits Tony and costs her the match or whether she helps Tony to help her win the match, which it could go. It really could go either way, honestly, but that's sort of what you're waiting for now that we've introduced Mariah May into this story.
1: A lot of people are making a reference to single white female, the storyline that we're talking about, and they're also talking about the the nineteen fifties movie all about Eve, where a young starlet comes in and essentially tricks the 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 champion in this case or the the this, the woman who is the um the most successful actress around her into basically giving her the spot the spotlight um which by the way it's 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 basically the same story you can only retell a wrestling story in so many ways when you're dealing with a championship and a champion and a, a a new fresh face comes in and they have someone that they love it's it's similar and that's fine um but let's not sit here and pretend like they're not similar stories that being said it's not a bad thing it just comes down to how they tell the story and how they uh how they make mariah may as good as we as as those who follow her know she is and i think this was a good first step because not everyone knows who mariah may is and this is a good introduction to have someone that is new quote unquote coming in and attaching herself immediately to a champion and being able to show i'm as good as you are look at me notice me there's some good stuff in there looking forward to it just i Sorry, i think
2: that you- I, I agree with the the chat um somebody said it uh that like, oh, uh, MK ASAP says uh, Tony doesn't need the titles to continue the character. I agree with that. Like, I don't think that needs the the championship. I think Tony can lose. You can do more stories um, outside of the title picture. Sheeta can continue her reign. And then you got the TBS title stuff going on as well.
1: Well, that's that's the whole thing with Tony is that the whole character is based on the fact that she can't win the title. Yeah. Or that she has lost the title. She's without it. Her big golden statuette where eventually the the story is if she does win it, she'll do a Susan Lucci and just be like, you love me. You love me. You really love me. And she'll make a huge mountain out of a molehill. You do eventually have to have a title match between Tony Storm and Mariah May. That what that, I'm not saying immediately, but I'm saying something like that will eventually have to happen if this is a longer story between these two. That That in mind – Mariah could cost Tony the match, accidentally or maybe accidentally on purpose, depending on the story. Uh, there, there's opportunity there. I do like it's fresh. It, they've refreshed Tony Storm by adding uh, Mariah May, which is good.
2: I'm a little worried that Tony wins. They do the Mariah May Tony stuff, and we don't see Sheeta again. She just becomes, you know, off television because they they position Sheeta as just like great match person. And you know th- this whole story is about Tony Tony's spotlight and stuff. She's just having cool matches, good matches and she's like upset that Tony is stealing the spotlight but Tony is doing like the big character work here so I'm worried that yeah cheetah gets the title or Tony gets the title and Sheeta just is uh not there uh, she just kind of fades away, which would be unfortunate.
1: What about uh, Sky Blue? Is she going to fade away? Yeah, they're
2: doing they're they're doing uh, stuff with the uh, the the TBS title, right? They reintroduced Red Velvet back into the mix, which uh, good to see her back with everything. And then they're still just doing let's stand and look at each other and walk away. So hopefully, they got a plan with all of this.
1: That's something <laughs> that I'm waiting for them to just because to me again, it just feels like we're just waiting for Sky Blue. To join Julia Hart, missed Willow or missed Chris in the face, set up Sky Blue versus Chris Statlander. Maybe at full gear, I don't know. But something, something's got to give. And I'm like you. I'm a little sick of just the standing and waiting and seeing what happens.
2: Yeah, she misted Julia the other week. Um, yeah, well, it's
1: blue mist, which is supposed to blind you.
2: Sure, I don't know what the mist does anymore. Some people get like eye to infections. To like, I, I don't... Can I get a, a mist rundown of what all of these colors mean? Yes, please? actually.
1: Give me, give me one second. Okay. Oh, wrestling mist. <laughs> okay, uh, here we go. Um, green is the most commonly used mist which obstructs your vision. Red is often said to burn the eyes like when Gangrel would use the blood mist. Sounds Black, the same to me. Black will blind the opponent for several weeks. Like when Tajiri used it on Nidia. These are dated references. Thank God. Blue sends the opponent to sleep. So Julia should have fallen asleep that week. Yeah, Yellow,
2: so not a powerful miss there from not. sky blue.
1: It's because of the Scooby-Doo outfit. Yellow paralyzes the opponent and purple causes Par- momentary, momentary distraction and memory loss. Just like Roxy Laveau. These are dated as hell. why wouldn't everybody just
2: use yellow paralyze
1: Paralyze. the opponent that's right take them down and pin them that's it yeah the memory loss from purple is pretty good yeah
2: the memory loss would be would be good as well
1: all right well we need to
2: start following these mist rules here if you're going to introduce all this mist stuff to me i need my mist lore of what because all i've seen is you get an eye infection and depending on like if you're cody Rhodes or not you can heal up in a week or a year like, you know, Oh, she hit Julia in the chest with that blue mist, not the eyes. Well, that's unfortunate.
1: Then her, then her chest should have fallen asleep. <laughs> her internal organs should have fallen asleep, <laughs> which honestly the ha- the heart is there. So technically probably should have killed her.
2: Oh well, yeah. I, we, we gotta, we gotta advance this somehow. Cause right now it is outside of the sky, you know, doing the mist. Um, To to Julia and Julia not being happy about that. It's just been a lot of like, let's stand here. Now there's somebody here. Let's insert somebody here. Camera A, camera B, camera C, camera D, camera A, camera camera two B, camera one. (laughs) Like that's all it's been. It's just a lot of standing around and like ah, and then okay, I'll walk away. Oh, we'll see.
1: I I appreciate that they're telling two women's stories. uh, Yeah. Again, it's something that you and I have talked about is finding that investment, and it's good. Uh, I just, I'm waiting for what is now story B to take shape. Also, you know, the TBS title being a collision based story while the AW Women's World Championship currently is a dynamite based story, it's not a bad thing. Again, I want more than one women's match or women's story, but at least we're going to give A stories exclusively on a show, and that's okay too. Uh, so we're, we're, again, a little low bar, but that's where we're at. I don't know if you have anything to add to that. No. Wonderful. Daniel Garcia and MJF open up the show. I just really want to touch on Danny Garcia. Oh. Are you frustrated at Danny Garcia? No, go ahead. <laughs> what? Was it a staff chat thing?
2: No, 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 no. I'm I'm mad Daniel Garcia didn't win. I thought I, they should have just reboot the whole company on wednesday get the belt back not back in one though get the belt on danny garcia and ben like this is professional wrestling get this kangaroo kick bullshit get this catchphrase nonsense get it the fuck out of here we are pro wrestling baby that's what i wanted
1: took julia 17 years to join house of black so i expect sky blue to take a long time that's fair (laughs) that's fair uh happy birthday to julia hartriss in 22 this week so there you go Uh, i don't know
2: about you i'm feeling 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 22
1: speaking of which i don't think joey's gonna join us (laughs) at this rate
2: yeah He's going to pop on at like noon. He's, He's going to think it's
1: 11 o'clock central. He absolutely is. Hey, look,
2: I'll tell you, if he shows up at noon. Oh, hold on. Wait, I actually got a message. Oh, oh, okay. He said, my flight got delayed. He just landed. Oh, well, there you go.
1: Join us, Joey. Let's go. <laughs> there we go. We tried, folks. Maybe we'll get him after the match or something like that on Monday. We'll we'll, we'll ask again because Joey Joey's a good dude. Um, Yes, Garcia. I think the general consensus was that good match that ended too soon. And I think that it's actually good that the match ended as soon as it did. Danny Garcia has all the potential in the world, but he's not being showcased in that way right now. But he's being talked about in that way. So now the emphasis is on Danny Garcia to, in the storyline world, continue building those wins, building this character beyond the dancing, and building himself as a serious world title contender next time because yeah everyone's saying like oh five more minutes five more minutes well no the story here is that garcia didn't have five more minutes in him he tapped out and that's it they had they can cook hey, listen wrestlers can go like that's 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 the story that that's not the story that's the reality the story in this is that you're facing the world champion you are not a world champion caliber opponent in the eyes of the story yet so when they meet again the match will be a little longer who knows who wins that depends on what the story is but right now I think it worked for what they're trying to accomplish.
2: Here's what I didn't like. I didn't like, and, and Jeff driver makes a good point of this felt like actually real character development here. Hopefully I agree. Hopefully what I didn't like is it felt like very much the Garcia, Bryan stuff all over where I want to shake your hand. And then here's the sports entertainers being like, no, 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 you can't do that. I'm like, Oh, I've seen this before. And I, I've seen this film before and I didn't like the ending. All right. So I'm a little concerned, Taylor Swift lyrics, a little concerned that it's all over again. I hope they have a plan of that. I really hope they do. And it is not, Hey, let's just Daniel Garcia go back to 3.0, 2.0 trios matches or just not being on television type of thing. I hope they actually like go somewhere. With it, say so we're getting a change after the promo they posted. Yeah, that was on socials. Air that on Rampage night. That'd be cool. And they they've done a pretty good job of like following up. But that's. So air that on Rampage night or Collision. one. I'm fine either way. Uh, as long as there uh, as long as we. Uh, sorry, I see my internet has dropped a little. I apologize. Uh, but Go either back. either way, air it. Okay. Air it on Rampage or Collision.
1: And And I assume they're gonna air it on rampage uh, just because that's what they tend to do is bring out these these particular moments. And yeah, if they do air it on TV, then that means they're taking it a little more seriously. So I'm hoping that that's where we get uh, where we get it aired. And that we start the build of Danny Garcia. He's again, young cat, great wrestler, ton of potential. I think you've mentioned this multiple times that I don't need to say it, but, uh, this is a concern in AEW as well when we talk about how much time somebody has and then suddenly time is gone and Jade Cargill jumps over to WWE. We don't want that to happen necessarily. Uh, we, we want wrestlers to make as much money as they possibly can and enjoy the creative, uh, but this is hopefully a turn for Daniel Garcia on air and get more of that, that character wrestler. It'd be good stuff.
2: He's proven he can do the sports entertainer stuff, which is great. That'll help him down the line. Certainly, it'll help keep him. It'll it, it shows the diversity, right? But Daniel Garcia, one of the best professional wrestlers in the world. Uh let him let him wrestle. That's all I'm asking. Let him wrestle. Yeah. He should have won, Joel. I'm so mad. So he should have won. He should have cut the promo of just like, you know what? He, and you know what? He should have come out after he won, after he beat MJF. He should have come out in the main event and kicked the shit out of Jay white and got the damn belt back too. I still, I'm, the, the disconnect with me. I, I realize okay. I might be old man yelling MJF is like, Hey, here's our, we're so proud of our AW world champion. he got no title. He got no title.
1: So uh, let's, let's talk about this. Okay. I want to go. Let's fast forward. Main event. <clears throat> Jay Briscoe. Sorry, not sorry. Uh, Jay white and Mark Briscoe. I even wrote down Mark Briscoe. Good for me. Uh, Mark Briscoe has a great match with Jay White and at the end of it loses. This is what happens. Jay White is still going to be facing MJF for the AW world championship at full gear. Who knows who the actual champion is, but MJF comes in after the match and teases going after Jay White. I hated the way that they, they did this in the ring. I hated that you had, jay white just standing there and mjf just standing there nobody wanted to make a move jay white could have just left the ring immediately and instead he was trying to build a moment that just wasn't really building in my opinion whereas mjf should have come in house of fire and like chase down jay white who went up the ramp or whatever there there should have been more agency is really what i'm getting more more urgency on on the fa- on the part of mjf and then jay white should have been that chicken shit running from uh giving up the title
2: mjf is a failure and getting his belt back is the only thing i've gotten out of this man he had it and then he jumped through the ring for some reason no idea why but he jumped through the ring
1: because he's a stupid babyface.
2: and then he sneaks up behind and he takes out the other three and what do you think was gonna happen here like i got you now jay white did what he smartly did of just like yeah you know i could just kind of like exit stage left here and you got nothing buddy mjf cut a fiery promo at least on
1: there by the way sorry i'm gonna say this was a good promo for max it was a little now nah, whatever like baby face baby face but he didn't resort to yelling his his tits off as they'd say and I appreciated that because when they did the backstager where Max on collision you know, after the dynamite match, they showed it on collision where Max is just yelling for a solid two and a half minutes. I I didn't need that. This to me was a lot better. I liked this promo from Max.
2: I did like his promo. Um, it was basically his tweet word for word, but it was still a good promo. Uh,
1: <laughs> Who's watching I, the program, Jeremy?
2: <laughs> I man, this belt stealing stuff is just it's frustrating me because they're booking the MJF in these title matches. And I, I, the visual to me, the optics just aren't great when you're – and I'll go back to the Omega thing of of just like, hey, this is a big moment. He's going to be the longest-reigning AW World Champion. He's got no AW title. This is supposed to be a big moment. MJF, Daniel Garcia, two guys who are – what What was the big tout? Like under 27? Like two guys, basically under 30. Yeah. Uh, i think mjf's like 27
1: but the xxl which is 25 in uh roman numerals
2: how old's mjf mjf's 27 thank you thank you brain um yeah but like you know it, it's it's a it's the thing um but like it, it's two under under 27 that's never mind i'm an idiot <laughs> yeah that's fine x uh, x v
1: is 25 i'm an idiot
2: yeah it's uh, okay the xxl is the magazine joel it's double
1: no, that was the yeah. first thing i thought of and then i was just like wait a minute someone mentioned the ages and i was like isn't you yeah whatever
2: yeah xxl is the name of the magazine. It's their yeah. freshman issue that's what they were recreating yes, they, here they um, did a
1: poor job of that
2: yeah uh so it's it's supposed to be this big moment there's no title hey all you know, people are saying it's a belt who cares it's supposed to matter it's it is the, the crowning- biggest title in the company
1: red heart brought out that stupid title <laughs> like it is supposed to be the crowning achievement of any re- every single wrestler's reason for being is to win a world championship that's why it matters. There, it the, the doesn't matter what you are character wise. Your mission statement is win matches to get to a world title and win it. That's why it's important.
2: I think Wallace Elbow makes a good point on that. Of like, I don't think it's done anything for Jay. It's just like holding this, this title. Like,
1: <laughs> okay, that's good. <laughs> it's
2: just holding. He's just holding the title. Like, I don't know if it does legitimize Jay. I I don't think him pinning MJF legitimizes him, not the fact that he's stolen this title.
1: We've talked about this on other episodes. What this does for Jay White is it plants the seed visually in your head that Jay White can feasibly carry that belt and it looks good. It doesn't look weird to say, oh, he's got the belt. That being said, Caden brings up the point that the belt was stolen nearly a month ago. Like we've seen it. This is like, we're good. We get it. Jay white is a credible looking world champion. That belt looks good on him around his waist, whatever it is. That's really what it is. And all of this leading to MJF retaining that title, winning it back a big moment. And he hugs it. And then I'm sure someone's going to come out at the end of full gear, be, 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 beat the shit out of him. And I hope to God, they don't steal that title from him again.
2: <laughs> the devil. Is it uh, like, like, I'm not as down on like belt stealing angles as I think like Joel is. I don't think Joel likes him at all. Uh,
1: no, I talked about this multiple times. I think it's lazy as hell.
2: Yeah. I'm not as down on them as like, as, as like that is I'm down when like, you're trying to create these moments in these MJF matches of, Hey, Daniel Garcia, MJF, two guys under 30, the two future of the company. They're fighting for our world title. Hey, MJF trying to beat Kenny Omega, To be the longest reigning champion of all time. They're fighting for our world title. And you don't have the world title there. That's what I'm down on. If you want to do this belt stealing angle. And then MJF just doesn't defend the belt. Because he doesn't have it. And he doesn't defend it in these big matches. Then I'm okay with it. I'm like yeah sure whatever. Like like when Nyla stole the belt from Jade. Jade had these like one off matches and stuff. She won. It's like ah, but she doesn't eh, Whatever. Like okay Nyla still has it. Here's Nyla with the title. You're trying to showcase these big time moments for mjf and you're gonna and in history they have these moments with no title for him to hold up it it, it loses and i know you know it, wwe the whole thing is like we're creating moments pal like yeah those moments live there's a reason why you see these types of photos and stuff and they and they live in forever in magazines and online and everything they don't have those moments with mjf kenny omega any omega raising mjf's hand there's the world title there's what they were fighting
1: there you go now you're back
2: yeah my internet cut out but that's like it. that that's it that's it like i i just think they can and this is this might be a very minor complaint i understand that fine i get it but this is stuff that can you know live and resonate with people people might i heard from heard from uh someone in someone someone known okay about a a complaint i made of uh, i I addressed it anyway because this seems minor this seems minor i I tweeted hey how come aw doesn't upload like the backstage stuff on their youtube there's no video of mariah may's debut there's no video of the the sheeta and uh tony storm little backstage thing there's no video of the uh, the devil attacking the the acclaimed. There's no video of that stuff on their YouTube page, on their official YouTube page. I feel like those are do numbers. And even if they don't do numbers for me, I need them for thumbnail purposes. That's all I give a shit about. If I'm being honest, I get about it. this stuff like, but like you would probably want that stuff on YouTube. And I, I had, i asked somebody i was like why isn't this a thing and they said they'll they'll address it and we'll we'll see what happens but like that might seem minor of like oh you know you know jeff uh, the video of mariah mays on twitter okay you can make money off of that video on youtube as well like nothing's stopping them just from putting it also on youtube
1: it should like, be everywhere
2: yeah these might be minor things but like they help in a big picture i think minor things add up if you add one plus one plus one long enough, you finally get to a hundred, you know,
1: yeah, you that's don't have Mr. to just Beast... go
2: 99 plus one. You finally that's... get there with one plus one.
1: That's how Mr. Beast got his, uh, his, 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 his fame, his infamy by counting for long times until they got to large numbers. By the way, Mr. Beast, why aren't you on the show yet talking about pro wrestling with us? Uh, by the way, I'll, I'll pull up Weiss Obel saying, okay, it makes AEW look incompetent. Why haven't they gotten the belt off of Jay for stealing it? That's something that we've talked about and I have mentioned multiple times. There should be, not necessarily an authority figure, but the coaches are known to people who watch AEW. There should be a coach that just approaches Jay on, or the Bang Bang Gang on their way into the venue and they say... Jay, you're not allowed in here until you give us back the belt. It's not your property. It is the property of AEW. Max holds it right now. Not you. Give it to us or you you leave. You're fired or you're suspended indefinitely, whatever it is. And then I get that there's a theory that, you know, it makes Jay look like a bitch. But when faced with whether or not you keep your job, I'm pretty sure you give back the title and you're just like, I'm going to win this back. Or you give a fiery promo you're, or just a, a sneaky underhanded like. Fine, you can have it back for now. Tell Max I'm going to get it back in a week or whatever timing it is. That's easy what you could have done. But TK Pierce for his life. That's I mean, why he's on the coach, Pat Buck is just like, give me back the belt.
2: Pat Buck's, he, 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 you know, he's got ties to MJF too. Pat Buck's fucking up, Jay White. Pat Buck is swinging on everybody. Perfect. Roster. But, you know, people, WWE addressed that when Sammy stole the briefcase, right? And then it was immediately... We didn't see the segment, but Seth Rollins and Sammy talked about what happened of like, yep, had to go in the office, had to give the briefcase back. Not my property. Can't do anything with it. And then Seth rewarded him with, all right, you know what? You're going to get a title shot out of this. Some people like it. Some people don't like it. I I get it either way. It's all in taste when it comes to that stuff. My taste is I would prefer when you have these big matches where you're touting this title, have the title present. That's all. That's my taste. You know, if you're fine with it, it's like, oh, it doesn't really add anything. It's a minor thing. Okay, cool. Like my taste is if you're making, if you have these title matches, this is important match, the titles on the line, all this stuff, have the title there.
1: That's why we said how awkward was it when we asked ourselves, hey, what's the referee going to hold up for the Kenny Omega and MJF match? (laughs) He should have just held up his own belt. Like he should have just taken the belt off his pants and been like, this matches for the aw world heavy just just visualize it kids aw world heavyweight championship <laughs> oh anyway uh patchy rick sent us a super chat saying piggybacking joel's point about the devil not being in the building the video cut and started after adam left roddy's house there you go so the devil's back and this time much bigger men beat the shit out of the acclaimed uh who are these big meaty men and why is one of them wardlow who had his hooks sunk into him by the devil as he once said in a promo
2: i was so hoping that they did the real glass thing they just look right they right before he threw him in the camera right before he threw through him through the glass he just looks at
1: them.
2: now he just gives a wink just like a wink like he, that's all you need nobody has to speak just a little wink Throw you them through the glass.
1: You can't do it because then people on the internet are gonna analyze the eye and the eye. They're already
2: doing this shit. Like they're already doing all this. Already doing it, so it's that's it's fine. Like that's it, what they they should have done. MJ, I, I did like Samoa Joe just walking up, and be like, "Sucks, dude, huh?" And just that, that's the down.
1: Kevin Owens in the parking lot at Full Sail <laughs> yeah. with the day of Tommy, just being like. That's got to suck. <laughs> Just <Yeah. walking> over. <laughs>
2: that rolled.
1: Uh, that's a good moment. Uh, Will Chisholm said a super job, by the way, saying my thing is, Jay White's had the belt for over a month, and that, that's that's the points. That's the problem. Somebody...
2: Somebody, uh, said Sean, Sean says, uh, maybe AW manager gets the belt back, gives it back to MJF with Jay White. And I actually love that idea of after you get the moment of, you know, you get the moment of, they do hold the belt back of everything. And then they just keep attacking them and stealing it and shit. Then Samoa Joe's got real reason of being like, dude, you keep getting jumped for your lunch money here. Like, how about you hire me to, to make sure this belt stays on you.
1: That's fantastic. Oh my God. So, uh, yeah, the, the, who who are the four men? Now people are thinking it's going to be the reuniting of the pinnacle. Sean Spears is a little busy hanging out in Australia winning titles and, and spending time with his newborn baby. I don't
2: know what Sean Spears is doing. Bless him. I just explained. Okay. So, yeah, people are saying Wardlow, yeah. Roddy, Taven. Uh, those, those men were pretty
1: big and meaty, though. I don't know if uh, Roddy, Taven, and Bennett fit the profile.
2: What they should have done, by the way, this was a missed opportunity. You know, the, we made the retribution jokes when they first had uh, the, uh, the the thing, right? We made the And I, I posted that clip um, because it was actually after Mace and Mansoor did their thing where they throw the cinder block through the glass and they throw the other cinder block <laughs> through the glass. That's one of my favorite moments in like the, the PC era because there ain't much from there. They should have throw Bowens through the glass and then picked up, uh, oh, they threw Caster, sorry. They should have thrown Caster through the glass and then picked up Bowens and f- chucked him through as well. <laughs>
1: I would have loved it. Uh, yeah, I think Sean had also said, like, you know that it was not retribution because they didn't throw a cinder block after they threw Caster through the No, nah,
2: no, not a cinder block. I didn't realize Sean made this joke. Uh, sorry. I like,
1: I like this, this one stuff. better, though. You yeah, throw- they, they
2: just throw another, you know, whether it's Daddy Ass or Bowens, they just throw the other guy through the glass, but it's already broken. They just throw him, like, over the parchment, basically.
1: I see Piledriver finish for saying it's the United Empire. Jeff Cobb is definitely one of the assailants. Okay, I I Alex Cog I almost said Coughlin again. Alex Coglin uh he posted on his Instagram the the devil thing. So he's trying to dust up some some rumors. Maybe David finley's going to show up with some busted New Japan hardware and use that to to wear his devil mask, I don't know. Can't we, find that devil know, mask on the internet though.
2: I think it it ends at full gear. I think that's when the reveal happens. Um I think they they went away from it for a little bit after the initial attack. And now they've at least brought it back around and they've kept it, kept it prominent. Even if it's just been like the little cut in after an MJF promo, they kept it prominent. Now we finally got like another attack here, which was good. Um, yeah, I think it ends at full gear and a lot of theories. That's the, that's the point of this stuff is like, who is it? Who's it going to be? What's it going to, to lead to type of thing?
1: What if, what if it's just MJF? See, I don't hate that. It's MJF playing everybody. And I love that because it goes back to MJF berating the crowd being like, I got you. I got you the whole time. I got you with the stupid kangaroo kick. I got you to cheer for me. You people are so easily manipulated. I made you think that it was someone else, yada, yada. By the way, I'm going to say this right now. I don't think this ends at full gear. I think this goes... I think this has a little bit more legs to it, okay. um, especially because you have so many people in that orbit between Roddy, Cole, Wardlow, Mimosa, Joe, obviously MJF. Uh, you've got the, the bang, bang gang in some way, shape and form involved. You've got the acclaim now being part of this whole story. There, there is more to it that you can play with. That would be fun and would maybe pull, push this out. The, Obviously, this and I was thinking about this the other day when I was uh, I was on the train. You and I have had a lot of feelings about how AW programming and storytelling has gone lately, and I think we we were largely hypocritical. Not hypocritical, we were critical of how it was. (laughs) Now I think everything we're saying makes us hypocritical. No, with the benefit of hindsight, as is tradition, sometimes wrestling storylines do start to level out or make more sense as it plays out and i'm not saying this is advocating let it play out because sometimes letting it play out does lead to shitty outcomes this is just one time where like we can let this play out a little bit longer because they've they've discovered ways to make it interesting but it doesn't always have to be interesting and that's okay some some weeks can be a little bit lesser than others as long as they don't completely shit the bed jump the shark whatever you want
2: so what's the you got to do something at full gear hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. You can't just like not have the devil be part of full gear. So what's the angle at full gear that extends it without a reveal.
1: You could maybe do, there's a kerfuffle going on in the backstage area and maybe the baby faces stand up for once and they stop the assailants. You unmask one of the assailants, but not all of them. Mm -hmm. You could do a single reveal you could, there, are, there are certain ways you can do it. You could do a fake devil. Uh, someone had mentioned that before. Enough. Not against it as long as it's done right. But at the end of the day, it's like what, what makes the most sense and who is it? And this is why I like what's going on with the devil storyline right now. It's because it's kind of reinvented itself or just retooled itself to make a little m- more sense, at least in my brain.
2: I have to address this.
1: Well, all right then, clickety clack away.
2: Um, No, we're fine. Uh, So,
1: by the way, I I don't, I don't want to do that ever. I don't want (laughs) to do that. That being in that brain for longer than ten seconds would just scar me for life.
2: This is the best suggestion, honestly. Sky Blue in the Scooby Doo gear That's going cool. backstage, and then she unmasked the devil, and it's Adam Cole, and he's like, "I would have gotten away with it too if it wasn't for Sky Blue and Chris Statlander and the meddling TBS champion."
1: So I thought about this as like a bit of a bit that like they would it would be Sky Blue who figures out who the devil is, That's and then she does the unmasking, yes, and they say i would have gotten away with it without for you meddling kids <laughs> and it's the dvs4 it's it's that it's sky it's willow it's julia hart not even julia hart it's it's, it's red, red velvet, velvet. And it's red just velvet. the four of them Yeah,
2: it's those four it. and and aw find?
1: scooby-doo all elite scooby-doo baby <laughs> that's awesome yes and that's how they find that that's how they find out that brit baker is actually the devil <laughs> You all thought that the story was about the world championship. Nope. It's about Britt Baker. Cause if there's one thing AEW does, it's all about Brits. By the way, Iridian Fierro from Fightful has a great interview coming on Monday with Britt Baker.
2: I should see if she should give me that interview early. So I don't have to wait until Monday and just have the quotes written.
1: I think that's a good idea. Yeah.
2: I'll see. I'll, I'll ask her to uh, DM me the scoop so I can rewrite the story. Uh, okay. Um, I I yeah, I think it's uh, it should be. Uh it should be sky blue unmasking them all in the Scooby Doo outfit. I I think okay, if you want to extend this to full gear or uh, past full gear, sorry. Um then I think the best way to to do that is either like a red herring or as the devil gets unmasked, but that's not it because then they show up again on dynamite and they do an attack and it's like wait a second, what happened there? Or I think somebody said it like MJF and the devil are like face to face to close the show and tune in on dynamite to find out what happened at the end of the pay-per-view, which is a great WCW bit when they would close shows with that. We're <laughs> always <laughs> always rolled the WCW pay-per-views would end. It's like, I'll oh, tune into to nitro to find out what happened for this thing that you paid $50 for. <laughs>
1: And then you got to re-air the entire main event because you didn't buy enough pay-per-view time. at your Halloween Havoc. I get it. The match wasn't very good. Goldberg and DDP, but we had to air all eighteen minutes you. of
2: it. How dare you? I I think they, the the reveal comes at full gear though. I do, and I okay, no, I could be wrong. I do. If they do try to extend it past full gear, like then you're looking at a month and a half. Like that's a uh, I don't know. I feel like it could wear a little thin at that point because you're gonna have to spice it up a little besides just like doing attacks and everything we need we need uh you know breeze is a free agent dango i don't know if he's actually under contract we need the fashion police doing some investigations here like that you gotta
1: bring in oleg prudius as well if you're gonna do you're gonna do dango you gotta bring oleg
2: yeah I saw uh, he looked good he was beating dudes up
1: that's his first up. wrestling match since like 2012.
2: Yeah. It was almost.
1: I mean, I wouldn't call it a wrestling match, it was kind yeah. of beating the shit out of Storm Grayson and up. Nick Diamond, but you know, shout out Storm Grayson. You yeah. got beat the shit out of. So I, I think that, like, if you're
2: going to extend it for another month and a half, you got to start doing some reveals or figuring out a way to freshen it up besides just like attacks and everything that's why i don't know if they're gonna be able to pull that off and that's why i just think like okay let's uh let's do it at full gear and see where it goes and i don't know who it's gonna be there's plenty of theories out there whichever way they go with it they will have their options so if it's like adam cole there's obviously plenty of of options to to go with the adam cole storyline if it's brit there's obviously the, the adam cole ties to that They give you plenty of options. Um, If it's Wardlow behind it all, that gives you like there's options no matter where you go. It's just how is it all going to tie together and where do you go after the reveal?
1: There you go. Who knows who it's going to be? But uh, you want to you want to talk about uh, the collision rampage tapings tonight?
2: Oh, sure. Is there something that I'm missing?
1: Well, no, we can just talk. There are a couple matches I'm looking forward to. FTR versus Air and uh, Vikingo sounds like a good time.
2: Yeah, it's
1: a good match. Yeah, and uh, Sting. The Sting Retirement Tour is not Sting saving his body for Revolution 2024. It is Sting being put in as many matches as he can with Young's talent, which can't complain. I just think it's very funny that we, we thought it was one thing and it's completely the opposite because bless Sting
2: yeah i mean we knew he was gonna wrestle before revolution we figured he would wrestle at least at the big pay-per-views and so far like he's wrestling at full gear i imagine he'll be at world's end i imagine he's still gonna do uh winter is coming and then dynamite homecoming so it's it's not like it's uh it's not like it's out of the ordinary for him to
1: wrestle you know he's, he's gonna make the towns brother bless him can't believe rampage is gonna be live this week and collision will not that's upsetting
2: Oh, we're gonna get some collision discourse when the numbers come out and stuff. Of course, uh, we will. Actually, maybe not. I
1: don't know because no, I don't know. We're, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Whatever. That's. Uh, is there anything else from uh, from AEW this weekend that you're looking forward to? It uh, should be should be good shows. It should be fun. You know, wrestling. Hooray, hooray, wrestling! Before right? we get to the SmackDown preview, I got to say this: Winter is coming. Not being the Montreal shows, they tradition, baby. Gotta
2: have the tradition. Texas is the tradition for winter's coming. Fuck your tradition,
1: Taylor. This is why. This is why you're not selling tickets to Montreal. That's what it is. That's what it is. Tradition is is Texas. I got oh God. Uh, well, <laughs> there ain't much going on here in terms of SmackDown preview.
2: Nah, it's just Grayson Waller and LA Knight.
1: Yeah, that's all that's there. Yeah.
2: Crown jewel, Fallout, whatever that means. Um, so.
1: how many times are they going to show? Uh, uh, logan paul in the shower i don't know if logan's gonna be on this show
2: You're, we're gonna get a lot of video recaps i imagine we're gonna recap the la night and roman reigns match mm-hmm. paul Heyman's gonna be there i hope they present solo as a as a big deal like coming off of the john cena win especially like do the big recap there have Heyman like really putting over solo and everything have solo kill somebody else uh, that's fine with me like but you gotta you gotta follow up really strong on solo skull. So come
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's something, there's something there that has to be done and I'm looking forward to it because big win for, uh, for solo beating up John Cena so bad that he had to go get his arms worked on by a doctor. Yeah, time. man. He's
2: got it his is. movie shelved, got his arm shelved.
1: He's walking in with a sack full of Saudi money being like, we're going to save this movie. We're bringing it back. He might. John Cena is, uh, powerful man he might be able to do it that's right you'll never catch him in the next man's sweater but you will catch him with a sack full of money will you i don't know uh and the new japan show tonight should be fun so go check that out lone star shootout sorry sorry we didn't get joey janela obviously we found out why
2: he yeah um he he said next week we'll work on a, a time and a date and everything but he did apologize and you know like stuff happens i i probably should have knowing it was joey you i probably should have sent him a reminder yesterday and i didn't uh so i'll take some some blame for that as well because we set this up on wednesday and i probably should have sent a reminder it was just for anybody i probably should have sent a reminder day before um i didn't so what can you do but he said next week you know we'll 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 make it happen uh joey joey's usually uh good to us and so we'll figure it out get him on the show I apologize. Absolutely. There was like no guest this week. I, I don't like when that happens. I like having guests on the show. I don't want to talk to Joel two hours, at least SP yeah, three was here on Monday.
1: But, and Sean showed up on Monday and yeah, yeah,
2: at least there was that, but I, I, we like bringing you guys guests and hearing from, from different voices. So I do apologize that there was no guests at all this
1: week. If only impact wasn't running an IPWF show this weekend
2: we tried we you know we we tried we did have someone tentatively scheduled for wednesday that didn't end up happening either so wasn't really a lack of trying it's just you know stuff has uh stuff, yeah andrew andrew zarian popped on today i don't we love andrew zarian i don't consider him like a booked guest he he's shows not important up he, wants to. <laughs> he shows fair. up whenever he wants that's
1: fair anyway uh, let's get on out of here it's been a, a good day good discussion uh, hopefully y'all enjoyed it too. While you drop that thumbs up and subscribe to us here on the channel, Jeremy, go ahead, plug it.
2: Um, I don't know stuff and things and everybody off your loads this weekend, you know, watch all the wrestling tonight. There's plenty of wrestling to watch tonight. Collisions taped. I mean, you can watch it. That's, that's fine by me, but also like, seems like a good weekend with a non live wrestling show at all, like to chill out and not, do any of that stuff because it's going to be a busy couple of weeks with uh full gear next week survivor series after that and then I'm sure much other nonsense deadlines after that and then the world's end is after that and then the, before you know it the royal rumbles here
1: that's right the debut of jade cargill deadline everybody
2: everybody just take care of yourselves that's all
1: yeah go enjoy your weekend stay safe have fun uh, and, and get outside if you can just just go enjoy some weather final
2: battle yeah it's there's true. why not
1: there's there's tons of wrestling to round out the year all the way to world's end literally to the second last day of the year there will be something for you but until then I am at pearl jb go check out all the other stuff that we've got running on Pfel overbooked and of course over on fifle.com Jeremy writing articles and me pretending I am good at this ladies and gentlemen friends me on the binary we'll see you on Monday when we get in the weeds at 10 a.m Eastern Cheers